What's up, everybody? Another episode of The Straight Cut coming to you from West End Cigars, inside the Members' Lounge. I am Aaron. And this is Mark. I'm Brandon. <laughs> I know that was probably my fault before I said, yeah, you can say your name, too. But as you can see... I didn't know if I was I coming in or not. <laughs> Good thing we pre-gamed this I know. Bad boy. <laughs> we, we talked about all the stuff except the opening. So, yeah, we did. I mean... That's, I missed, he's been I missed on rehearsal. Before. It's my fault. <laughs> We've been, he's been on a yeah. time or two. So we got B... Uh, owner of West End Cigars. We do. And uh, I haven't even lit my cigar up. Has anybody lit their cigars up? I was waiting. I did. Like, y'all didn't light it let's, up. Oh, great. Well, we're doing this on, on live I'm always on afraid of offending uh, Aaron. Uh, so we're going, we're doing a little, uh, we're taking a note out of uh, out of the pulpit. We are. On, on this episode. Except for there was no, uh, there was no uh, solo. Oh, yeah. Well, because we'll, we'll tell you what we're having here in a second. I'll let, uh, I'll let B uh, describe what we're having, or not describe it, Say what we're having because we're kind of doing a little anniversary, uh, you know, show tonight because Weston is now six years old. Um, it is. It just recently passed. Um, so we are smoking something good tonight, um, that courtesy of, of Brandon. So yeah. he can say what we're having while I now light mine and I, you know, talked over the whole time. Yep. So, yeah, it's, it's kind of cool to think about, you know, celebrating something, um, smoking a cigar so going back through some of the things i've got hidden away i came across the box of padrone uh the 1964 family reserve number 44 and you know it's this is not a cigar that's impossible to get or anything but this box uh, was a gift to me from the padrone family uh to celebrate i believe my one year anniversary uh, of the store and i put them up it's got all their signatures on it, which is really thoughtful and cool. And so I put it away and thought, well, I don't, it's hard to smoke something. I can smoke the cigar or other Padrones that are great. Um, but set these aside and thought, I don't know, I'll find a day one day. And here we are today. Uh, I've smoked a few of them uh, in the past, but I thought, man, it'd be great to, to get up something that bring, to get out something that brings up some, you know, some nostalgia as we think back over the last six years. So yeah. this is a, a cool fitting cigar. Also got my, uh, this lighter uh, has quite a bit of meaning to me as well. This was my uh, favorite Zycar lighter on this before I opened the shop up. And when I opened the shop up, all the shop lighters were this, and this is the Trezo. Yeah. All the shop lighters were this. That, I mean, that's my favorite color, the black and bronze. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. And it just works great. Uh, the problem with these are people like them. <laughs> and I realized really quickly you can't have a bunch of Trezos sitting around the shop as shop lighters because uh-huh. they just walked off. Yep. So then, uh, then we had to rethink. We re-strategize. <laughs> uh, what, what do we do for shop lighters and cutters? So How many shops have Zycars as their uh, yeah. as the house lighters? Not Especially, you know, the not the throwaway Zycars. I mean, the, yeah. you know, the, the full, like, full line. Not oh, many. Yeah. If you're going to have nice stuff, you got to have a station for it or not let it leave the counter. And a lot of them have it, you know, like the old bathroom keys on a hubcap. You know, they've got it. They've got it chained down. Um, We had ours the first day. We had ours chained down to the front desk. And it was one of those big Alec Bradley, you know, burner ones. Still walked away. First day we we owned the shop, it walked away. Really? <laughs> just go. And it was where our manager stood. It was where the register was, and you just went. 
uh, you know, that's a big lighter to pocket. <laughs> right. I mean, I know Just like call out to the game. Yeah. You know? Like I know like <laughs> lighters have probably gone away while I've worked and everything. But I remember Steve was saying one time, like he had like, a, like a crystal ashtray or something when he worked at Maduro's. Walk away. Like walk away or show up. I mean, missing. I mean, that's just like, I've never I seen it. I don't remember. We were in there one Saturday night, here. and it was like, there was like five of us sitting around watching a football game, and then Steve <laughs> went to the back and then up, and then I remember him saying, what the hell happened to the ashtray? I'm going, <laughs> I've been sitting here the whole time. I don't remember. I have not, I do not have a radar focus on ashtrays, but this is, I know you're a Padron fan, so um, I know... Um, You've smoked one or two of these before, just aside from this box. I know I absolutely. The sixty four is one of my absolute favorites. Yeah, I've, I've always liked the sixty fours better than the twenty sixes. I do. The number's bigger, first of all. <laughs> Size queen. <laughs> yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> but I think we smoked one of these last year out of the same box last year while we were prepping for our five year. Yep. Anniversary party. We might have, but there was only a couple missing out of that box. We got to think back then we were, I guess we were a little smaller or maybe it was two years ago. This was probably back when pre COVID. Yeah. Oh no. I'm saying like before we had a lot of workers, like had to be pre will and Jason. So it might've just been like you, me, Steve, Trover and Doug. I mean, that might've been like, like the OG workers so it might have been even longer than that two three years ago that we had these yeah it would have been several yeah yeah it's amazing to me that let's say this is five years old on top of it's probably five years old yeah aged tobacco like it still has a lot of Um, yeah there's 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 some oomph in here so i expected it to smooth out a little more than it than it is yeah it's got it's got some uh, it's got some power and we're uh so we cracked open another bottle that uh, frank gave us we're drinking the uh lost spirits jamaican rum as well. Yes. Speaking of um Hey, oh my god, yeah. It's right. just yeah, this, you know, <laughs> this is a one two, from the cup holder. This is a one know? two punch. Right. Right. <laughs> I didn't let you I didn't let you pour from you this time. <laughs> yeah, it's um it's it's, uh, it's really strong and it's got a you thought coffee, I think molasses. Yeah, there's a molasses it's really it's different than the original one, which was very smooth. Mm-hmm. No, this, this yeah, is, this one's a this lot. This is more. a kick you in the testicles rum. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm necessarily. I know you, Aaron, are very pro kick in the testicles. <laughs> I am not. I like this rum. I like the other rum better. It's an interesting rum. I wouldn't say I'm pro kicking. In oh the no, testicles. I think you're pro. Yeah, it's molassesy. <laughs> What else did I say? The black licorice kind uh, yeah, of. Yeah, like yeah you did. Star anus. Really. Star, uh, not, not star anus, star anus. <laughs> right, okay. star anus. Even though, have you seen it? They kind of look like. I have no idea what, what that is. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a. It must be some kind of herb. chef terminology. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's like a spice. Yeah. I actually, God, I know what he's talking about. <laughs> I feel sad it for It caught myself. me off guard. <laughs> <laughs> right. You, have you a seen Zambuca. it? Nope. <clears throat> it's got a Zambuca flavor but well yeah. anyway it's good yep i like it yeah the i'm a tr- more traditional sweet rich caramely kind of rum guy but so this is very interesting so rum is your drink of choice mm-hmm. when it comes to to your gin. so you're a rum guy it's almost like coffee that's weird right um Drop a and i'm not right? a coffee drinker but yeah i love rum i don't drink a lot 
I just like kind of sweet drinks when I smoke a cigar, like rum, like Zion's a Kappa. Yeah. Those are my two go-to. We got uh, we got a cool housewarming gift from Will. We got uh, Monkey 47 Gin. Because me and her, we're both gin drinkers. And mm-hmm. that's like, man, I've never had that before. That it, that it smells amazing. I love the smell of that. And it's just... It's a it's a German gin, which is, you know, not something that I've really thought of. Like when I think of Germany, I don't think of gin. Yep, but it's good. Nice. So it's been a it's been a hot minute since we've had you on. So how are things going? Last time we talked to you, the Conway shop was opening up a little bit, but there was a lot of restrictions. Um, you okay? I'm good. <laughs> Nobody can see what I'm doing. Say, just, I know. I can. Just, just busting him out. I'm keeping that in. <laughs> yeah. You just okay. bust him out. Um, last time we talked, you were uh, you were working a ton of hours up at Conway. Um, and how are things going up at uh, Conway? I've been up there a couple times with the shop settling in nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I am not working as much. And uh, it's been it's been glorious. I am I am still putting in a lot of hours up there. But I've been, I've worked a few shifts down here yeah. uh, the last few weeks, um, which has been fun because everyone that walks in that I don't know personally is like, who's the new guy? You know, <laughs> like, where's Doug? And uh, I'm like, oh, they had to call me and, you know, Doug needed a day off. So yeah. here I am. Or you get the other side of people who you haven't seen in a while. They're like, who are you? Yeah. Like, oh, that's the thing. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. They think uh, I'm just the new guy that started working, you know? <laughs> <laughs> or they don't trust my opinion on stuff because they're used to Doug. You know, that's something else. Well, 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 Doug usually recommends this or that. You got anything like that? And I'm like, yeah, this is good. And he's like, okay. But I can tell in his mind, he's like, I wish Doug was here. <laughs> Doug knows what I like. And uh, so, but it's been, it's been fun being here. I just, I love this shop. Of course, there's just so many memories and it all started here yeah. to think back, you know, six years ago when you open a place up and you come in and you know, it's just a bunch of possibilities and you're thinking about where it could be and where it could lead to and everything. When I come back here, it's just, it's just, I love it. It's, it's home, you know, this place is just home and I love it. But, uh, so it's been fun to be able to get back. I've got, got some help, uh, working up in Conway and the shops coming along. We're doing a lot of, uh, a lot of things for the store. You know, like today I was up there, we put in new light fixtures that are just softer and uh, kind of trying to get the ambiance correct um, to where it's a nice, comfortable shop like this. You know, this shop is, I don't know, like I said, it just feels nice when you get in here. It's a little, I don't want to say darker, but it's a little toned down. It is darker. Um, I mean, the, the, the store up there, I mean, it's a, it's a pretty much a brand new building. It's a couple years old. Um, like I like, like going Stella. up there. Well, like I I know that if I come here on a day off or <laughs> I just got that. That's funny. Um, I know if, <laughs> I know if I come here to like do some work, some post production work or something like that, I'm not going to get any work done because there's always somebody here, somebody you know. It's always that second family, and you just start talking. Even if I come back here, yeah, it is. But like if I want to get some work done, like I can go up to Conway because there's people up there, but like I don't really know them. 
So it's also spread out. And it, it's spread out. There's it is, little it is bigger. pods, but you can find a spot to be able to. Like, it's nice where I, if I want to get some like work done, I will, I'll, I like traveling up there. Thing I also like about Conway is they have a different, so they have a lot of overlap down here, but they have a different oh, set yeah. of c- yeah. cigars up there. So it's like you go up there and you go, oh, look at there, look mm-hmm. at there. That's something I haven't tried. Um, and so, yeah, you've turned me on the DBL that's yeah, up the there. DBL was nice. Um, although I know that now they have these down here, they had the north, south, east, west, although wasn't a huge fan of them. I wanted to try them and you, I tried them up there. Um, I liked, uh, you know, and so that was kind of fun. I wanted to, to, you know, I like that south. That south was good. Um, you know, that those limited edition stuff I'd like to try. Yeah. And I thought that was an interesting, those were interesting cigars and they were fun to try. Yeah. Uh, that's fun for cigar smokers to go to. It's my vibe. I mean, it's tough for us and it's something that we've talked about and you certainly are aware of both of you. When you have a shop that is, you know, it's a, your, your regular shop, you go to it, but when you go there for four years and you smoke most of the cigars yeah. in there, uh-huh. it's hard to get stuff that, 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 that sells really well that you can keep on the shelf that moves that people are always going to want and have good new cigars that are constantly uh, intriguing guys like Mark and Aaron and I that love trying out all the new stuff that comes out yeah. yep. and in a little humidor for most brick and mortars, it's nearly impossible. It is, you know, one of the most difficult things that we've had to do yeah. is constantly figuring out what do we need to keep and what do we need to be turning uh-huh. and Conway gives us the opportunity to play around with that even more with a bigger humidor. And if something's selling well there, we can bring it here. If it's selling well here, we can take it there. Or if it's not, maybe it'll do better up there. Mm-hmm. And, and there are lots of things that don't do as well in one store or the other. Yep. And so it, it is really neat to have, I mean, I think it's good business as you have more stores to carry the same core lines yeah, and, sure. to, and to do business with the people that, you know, you have a good partnership with, and we are very fortunate to have good partnerships with a lot of the companies and have a great relationship and they make great cigars. And, and we want to, you know, be good partners with them in return. And we want to be loyal to their product and, and, um, but it also gives us the opportunity to, to try out new things that we would not have been able to carry otherwise. And it's fun. So some of our customers can come up there and see, and then they walk in and they see a wall of Davidoff and they don't see that here. And they think, yeah. wow, this is cool. And they want to try it out. And, um, I think that's my favorite reason to go up to Conway is that it is a pretty that's, awesome. That's, that's back where I wall. gravitate towards first. Every no, time I, I do go to like, the back just wall go right first. to the back wall, like hands on my hips, like looking around, like what's today. And I know you like uh, a lot of the Annie's, but I like a lot of the, the other stuff. Uh-huh. I don't ever look at the Royales because I just don't ever want to acknowledge they exist. <laughs> but you look at them. I, I only had two of them, or I would have brought them tonight. What I t- what I tell you last I, night? Yeah, you said you might. <laughs> I was like, we might have Royales. I don't know. I, um, uh, they, yeah. they look beautiful. Um, See, I I always start. With, I, I always start with the Winston Churchill. Like I love that one, and then I'll go to. So I was else. sending out cigars. I, I was up at Conway about a week ago. Sent out cigars to some friends because they had sent me some cigars. And uh, so went up there and grabbed my box of uh, late hours and said, well, you, you, know, you know, you want some of my favorites. 
here you go. Top of the list for Mark late yeah. hour. Yeah. Um, and so saw some of them online smoking some of that late hour because that late hour is such a great cigar, but don't go to sleep on the Winston Churchill, which is a great smoke as well. That is a good cigar. <laughs> I know. I know we disagree. <laughs> I'm can, not an Annie fan. I can, I can hear the condescending tone. No, I know. Um, I'm not an Annie fan, but I tell you what, the, you know, uh, you know, the uh, smoke, the Yama, 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 Yamaka last night. Yamasa. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that's a good cigar. Just like, not, yeah. I'm not, you know. The, uh, you got me on the, uh, is it the, the special tea? Um, that one. I like that one. Mm-hmm. That one. Oh, see, I like the anniversary a lot. Anniversary is good. Yeah, yeah. You're a big Andy guy. Um, that and that other one that we smoked. Uh, what was it? The uh, the uh, robusto. The robusto intenso. 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 That's the new one. Holy shit! That's like, good. Like we came up. Me and Mo came up a couple weeks ago, and I had that. Mm-hmm. Man, that thing. Like I forgot how strong. Like that one was. I had to I had to wait to leave because I was like, I tell you wow, what, this if is... you like strong cigars, that one set in the internet on fire. I've, oh, I've, man. I've been following uh, a lot of that stuff on the interwebs. Um, and if you like s- strong, flavorful cigars and you haven't smoked that one, you're doing yourself a disservice. Yeah. That's a great smoke. That's the one I, that I brought when we did yep. the Millennium. Mm-hmm. Yep, we did the Millennium on the air, but then you gave then us... we smoked a, the other one after. And I, I, I later that week just spent some time like alone back here in the back listening to some music and smoking that went, yeah, every, every bit as good as the one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Every bit. Yeah. It's phenomenal. And then that's, they just released the details on the, uh, you're the ox is uh, oh. the new, um, Chinese calendar cigar that'll nice. be out soon. So those, we've got yeah. 12 boxes of those coming. Wow. You said it was a six sixty. Yeah. It's a six sixty. Wow. Mm hmm which they've done before with, with good success. And so the horse, but the year yeah. ofs are yep. tend to be a little smaller cigars though. Right. They oh, tend yeah. to be, I mean, I think they, they're just, they rotate through them. The last, I think the one before the rat, the, Toros, the rat was a pretty good size. Yeah. The rat. Um, yeah. It was like a, it was a Toro size. six yeah. by 52. Yeah. So but, it was uh, one of those that was, was, was maybe a five by 48. It was pretty small. Cause I just smoked that. So anyway, the Conway shop, um, it, it's coming along and, uh, having, you know, having hired a couple of full-time people now just gives me a lot of liberty to do some things that we've been neglecting. Yeah. And so I got patio furniture now. Nice. That's not, I mean, I had some patio furniture out there, but now we got patio, but now we got the real stuff. Shout out to Jared Trudeau from Christoph, uh, for, uh, hooking me up on, on some patio furniture. And, uh, it's really, nice. really nice. Um, very comfortable. I sat in it forever today. So we, uh, so we had, we had dinner with Tim the other night and he was saying that when you were talking to him about the patio furniture, like you're surprised, like you didn't make a stop by your house on the way because it was really, really nice furniture. I was hoping that I wouldn't have room for it all. <laughs> so I could take the chairs back to my house. Yeah. Um, cause they kind of like, they're like the ones I have at my house Yeah, that they're comfortable. And they kind of have a little bit of rock to little, them. A little give to them. Yeah. Um, but these are really heavy-duty good stuff. So um, got a little fire pit out there. Got some heaters coming just to keep it warm. And uh, got some new light fixtures up, rearranged some displays and things just to, to merchandise it better. 
because you know guys that like cigars we're not necessarily the best business people or the best merchandisers or the smartest or you know whatever we need help and uh i'm not creative you know i i'm like here's cutters here's lighters yeah here's some stuff over here ashtrays are back over here you know, and, and people come in and they're like, do you have humidors for sale? Like, they shouldn't ask me if I have humidors for sale. They should know. Yeah. Here is a bunch of humidors for sale. Yeah, here's you know? a giant wall of them. Right. And and so uh, I think a lot of cigar shops, you know, miss it a little bit in, in, in how we merchandise and how we make things available to people that, that we just take for granted when they come in. They've got everything they need. And so we're just here to offer good cigars and a good selection in a humidor. We want to make sure you're aware of what we've got. Um, but <laughs> especially opening up a new shop in a new market. Um, a lot of people that are coming in don't have all the accessories and things that, that they need. And so that's something that we're improving on uh, both here in La Rock and in Conway. So yeah, it's, it's been going really good. So. And what's nice is like, you know, having selection is awesome, but like cigar smokers, as long as like we just have a roof over our head, like we will sit on the floor too, just to, you know, smoke cigars like we're you know in general we're, pre- we're pretty easy yeah but having the location where it has all the yep. sweet furniture and the new outdoor and you know the the tvs and the everything else that is you know comes along with it yeah really helps so did you pr- pick up a projection uh projector and a screen i did not buy it yet but i was blown away and for you tech people out there you're miles ahead of me on this but i'm not I'm not uh, up to date on tech stuff, but um, Jared uh, showed me some some things that he had done, and he's got a projector. Uh, you know, I mean, you can get you know 4K ultra projectors. It'll yeah. do 150 inches. They're not as expensive as I thought. The picture is really nice, and then you know you can set it up to like a Sonos surround sound that is amazing. I mean, just blows your ears off. Yeah. You know, out of these little. Pill the, box. Tiny, the tiny boxes, yeah. You get them set up around, and the sound quality just is amazing. So I'm going to, you know, rather than just have that in a little sound bar like I've always had, I'm going to make some improvements there and and see how that goes. So I think uh, I think that'll be really cool to have a 120, 150-inch screen on the wall that's really clear, and the sound will be, will be really good. So, yeah, I got to get that. Hopefully we'll have most of most of the stuff will start coming together, um, you know, towards the rest of the year, and uh, hopefully we can finish strong through the holidays. You know, it'd be interesting to see from a retail perspective. I mean, ten months ago or whatever, I was on here and we were talking about how long does this last and what's mm-hmm. going on, and yeah. and it's not gone away, you yeah. know, and and nobody knows what's going to happen in the next month or two or three or five or whatever. So from a retail perspective, you know, people that own retail stores and, and, and brick and mortar stores, um, you know, I hope that we have a good uh, holiday season and, and that businesses do well. And, and uh, we'll see how that goes for us and, every, and the rest of the industry, um, you know, because I know there are a lot of shops that, are, that have been hit really hard uh, this year. And there's some shops that are doing just fine, you mm-hmm. know. Um, so hopefully, hopefully we can finish strong retail-wise and – you know, get everything kind of organized and kind of start, like you said before, kind of just kind of nestling into our identity, you yeah. know, as a shop. Yeah. 
um, because I think this one in Little Rock, you know, we've 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 done that, and uh, we have such a great uh, family, you know, camaraderie um, feel when you walk in here, and I want that up there and I forget that it took years to get that, yeah. you know? Yeah. It just doesn't happen overnight. But like, I mean, what you're just saying, like the, 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 the culture and the clientele here, I mean, while everything was kind of shut down, I mean, they fucking knocked it, knocked it out of the park. I mean, they were super loyal. They, instead of buying one cigar, they buy three. I mean, they just, they made sure that whenever this does end, whenever it does, you know, the shop is still going to be here. And you see, you see that in a lot of shops that had, you know, Little Rock, we, I mean, Arkansas itself kind of, we didn't do a whole lot of closing down where there were some shops were like, you can't do shit. Like it is shut, shut. Um, I mean, like hell, even like, uh, uh, like Swinney's place and who we had on a couple of weeks ago, uh, La Cutera, like they were shut down for six months and they, still won best cigar shop in KC and they've only been around two years. So that just, that just Joe, that goes to show you just the, you know, your clientele. I mean, they are the lifeblood of shops and speaking for ours personally. I mean, it was, they did awesome. I mean, it was, uh, they always asked, you know, like, what can we do? Is there anything else? You know, I'm like, man, just, you know, keep doing what you're doing. And, I think they realize, like, oh, I'm smoking a lot more at home, <laughs> so I need to buy more cigars. Yep. Yeah, that, that would definitely helped out. You know, people that were working from home that could smoke at home mm-hmm. um, would come in and buy boxes and, yeah. and want to support the shop. And then, you know, some of those guys that, that can't smoke at home, um, you know, it's tough because this was their sanctuary. Yeah. And they lost it. Yeah. And, um you know, that's been kind of tough because I feel like um, this a cigar shop is a sanctuary, you know, to yeah. give a shout out to Sanctuary Cigars in Alabama. What a great name for a cigar shop, yeah. you know, because this is a place where, where men have come and, and have a, a positive place that they are building relationships and living life together. And, you know, that's what hurt the most and still does because we're still at limited capacity. People still don't feel safe coming out. And, and so, you know, the people that we've built relationships with over the last six years, um, you know, we don't see some of those people nearly as much. And that's what this place is all about. And uh, so that, that has been the toughest thing um, from a cigar shop perspective, you know, on top of everything else that's been terrible about 2020. Yeah, I mean, there was a few guys I talked to where, like, when they had to, they started working from home when they realized that they could smoke cigars, they just moved their office into their garage. And so they were just like, they were able to smoke cigars all day long while, while working. They're like, man, this is, this is awesome. Like I, it was a giant case study to see if like, if I can still just work from home once everything's over and that's the case. All right. I can now like work from home or like what, what a lot of people do before then was this was their office pretty much. I mean, they would, Come back here, they'd log into the Wi-Fi and then just like cigar after cigar after cigar, just doing their work. And, mm-hmm. you know, now they can do it at their own house. Yep. Well, you want to touch on these cigars that uh, we were just smoking through? Yeah, we're blowing right through these Man, babies. These, for them, for, like you said, for these being older, man, they still got some, a lot of flavor. Killer flavor to them. Yeah, definitely getting uh, some chocolate notes out of these. 
Um, a lot of spice. Boy, I get a lot of spice. I'm actually surprised at how spicy these are. Yeah, I'm getting a lot yeah, of spice. Me too. Like, I don't think, when I, I think of Padron. that to back down a little bit. Or yeah, at least I, mellow I think bit. of like rich and robust when you're, when you're thinking like Padron, especially like the 64. But this is like rich and spicy. Like it's, yeah. it's got some sting to it on the, on the, on the palate. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And I'm nice not, sting. I'm yeah. not used to that at all. And it's, yeah, I, I really like that. And I love the shape too. I mean, this is no, this is a, this fantastic. Is, I love the great size. It, it is. It's a box press torpedo. You know, I I I cut a bevel on the on the on the tip. Man, it just this is everything you'd expect from a padrone. Perfect draw, awesome smoke. Construction uh, is great. Construction's perfect. The the coating of the mouth with the um, it's just you know the flavor just yeah. is rich in your mouth. Th- the spice a, a is what sur- surprised yeah. me. Yeah, thick smoke. The spice yeah. is what surprised me because it is, this is a spicy little dog, <laughs> it and is. it is. Um, it's been very pleasurable. I'm, I'm glad to know that I'm not the other one because I was sitting I'm here just like, going, man, this is wow, this is kick, spicy, kicking the back of my throat really hard. Yeah, no, that's why I said a second. Ago, I was like, wow, I'm surprised. Yeah, yeah. It seems like it's it has moving out about all. here. Yeah, we're but we're I, we're all halfway. Ahead, yeah. You're ahead of me a touch. Um, it is not smoothed out at all for me. It's still kicking me in the back of the throat, but it is it is just rich flavor. Yeah, it's great. That traditional is, six by fifty two. Yeah, uh, on the torpedo. Yeah, and I'm not a traditional torpedo guy. This is not my size for these. Um, but Padrone gets me over those issues because it's always a perfect. I love. I think I think torpedo is probably my favorite. Is it? Totally, yeah. The thing about this one though that I think makes it different is that it's box pressed. Mm-hmm. which is obvious, but just the feel of it, it's not, it doesn't feel like a traditional six by 52. It, mm-hmm. it feels a little bit smaller, a little bit smaller. Doug was saying yesterday that box press was his favorite because he thinks it gets uh, a lot more smoke out of that, and a lot more consistent draw out of a box press. Um, I hadn't really thought about it that way. It was a good point, And I hadn't really thought about the box presses. Um, to be honest with you, there's some really bad box presses out there that have, construction issues yeah. but when it's a good box press it, it does make it a really easy cigar to, to manufacture i don't i don't like the smoke. ones like the shoot super sharp like 90s like a, a soft box like press. a soft box i like those but, but uh, this cigar smokes so easily and so beautifully that i mean it, i don't think about how it's constructed because you don't have right. to yeah no you just you you light it and you just smoke and you you do just, the conversation like what you're doing. Yep. I mean it's oh, just it's beautiful. Yeah, just this Padron family is starting to they're starting to figure some things out. <laughs> they are. <laughs> they 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 might have a they might have a future in the cigar game. Right. Yeah. Is that yeah. is that I what remember, you're saying? <laughs> I, re- I remember there was somebody who once was telling me that they were you know because they don't discount and they do all the things that Padron does mm-hmm. and they were they were somebody was lamenting that and talking about how that was a bad business model and I said. To. When you make a cigar that is consistent at the 2,000 level and at the 1,000 level and at the 3,000 level and at the 6,000 level and at the 64 level and at every level where you just don't worry about the construction and everything is consistent and the taste is great, then you, then you run your business that way. This is what they do. Mm-hmm. This is what they do. They just everything's consistent. Everything's great. I had one, I had one of the guy uh, bought a box of two thousand yesterday. Yeah, and the guy goes, you know, the great th- part about the two thousand, and I said, it's a great cigar. It's a cigar. <laughs> that's it, that's what's great about a two thousand. It's easy on the wallet. It's and easy what, on the wallet. And, and I've it, I've had a I had a two thousand Maduro that sat for a couple of years. Oh. Man, if you like just gave that to me without a band, you it would be hard to tell 
That's if, it, if it wasn't like the 64. I mean, I love, I mean, we yeah. have guys that buy those and just let them sit and then smoke them all. I yeah. mean, let, yeah. let them sit for a couple of years. And well, it's especially just, those, those, those smaller ring gauges mm-hmm. in, the, in the number series. Those are just, those are just beautiful, like, easy smokes. I don't like big cigars, but the, uh, the 7,000 line oh. is the best drawing cigar I think I've ever had in my life. Well, that's what I, I love that that draw on that Some people would dog drones out and i've had people say they draw too easily and i just could not disagree with no that it's more. a it's like it's, it's a it's a lot of smoke draw. but it's there's no like there's just no the right. yeah there's no like tension it's just it doesn't burn too hot you think it would burn too hot no. and fast but cool i smoke. yeah it's a great great draw on that one there my yeah. i forget which size it was that we had them for a while but they're like super super tiny ones and it was like it was like the scraps of like the 26 or the 64. Like you never knew what you're having. It could have been like a 90th, but I forget yeah. the name of those, but man, I can't think of the name of it off the top of my head. The, yeah, I, it's like cigarillos essentially little, come in like a, oh, a wood box. Yeah. I, I love come. came in like a box of 20. Yeah. I love those. Those were, I, I grabbed a couple of those. Like if I was working and you know, I could only take like a five minute break, yeah. you know, smoke one of those. And yeah, I mean, it was, there's a lot of different business models that work. I know people will disrespect a model and th- their model is solid. Yeah. Work what's work for you. And right. like what we're saying, you know, at IPCPR or wherever or PCA, whatever it's called, I forget which one it's called now. It's been so long. 3G. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, the people like you're saying lamenting that they don't do box deals, but when you're, when you're going to buy it, it's no matter business. what, it, it doesn't matter. It's their business model. Yeah. So, and I can tell you, if, if you're not already aware of this, uh, Padron doesn't have any problem selling all their cigars. <laughs> no. So every cigar they make, they sell it. Um, no, but they also honor their commitments. They also ship. They're, when you order, they, they, they're pretty much ship what they can. Mm-hmm. They're straight up to deal with. I mean, you know, they're. What's that Connecticut they make? The Damaso? Yeah. That's a, man, that's a good Connecticut too. And yeah. Like I'm, I'm not a Connecticut guy, but they they, also they do Connecticut well. They don't overproduce. They don't, you know, they're mm-hmm. just they they have their model. They yeah. do their model, they're, which is different than others. Yeah. Which is who fun. who signed the box? Do you know? Was it senior and just all of them? Right. Like all the family that that was around. I think so. Okay, that's nice. So they would have been. I guess senior probably would have signed it because he just died what three years ago, four years ago, I guess. So it hasn't oh. been too terribly long. I remember looking at it. I mean, I remember making a post and we, I think we smoked a cigar that, that week. I know like me and Steve did mm-hmm. uh, when he died. So it wasn't, hasn't been too terribly long. I was working here I think at the it was time. The same, was it, was it the same year that Carlito and Avo died? Was I think that, it was. Yeah. Because they died like bang, fairly. Bang, bang. Yeah. Like really close. They to were each all other. pretty close. I don't remember if it was in the same calendar year, but yeah, they all died, died pretty close together, which yeah. is amazing. Yep. Yeah. So I tell you what, uh, what have you been smoking new that you're excited about? What's coming out that you're you know, just to, to br- blindside you with the conversation? What's, <laughs> well, what do you, or what do you have? Left new turn. Left you're, turn. Yeah, you're, you're never going to blindside me talking about cigars because it's all I do. <laughs> um, but what, or what do you have new up at Conway that you're excited about? I'll tell you one that, that has been good, and that's the Espinosa stuff that we have here. Um, those cigars are really good, and they're selling really well. Um, I don't remember if we talked about Crux last time or not, but that's been the biggest, you know, small company that we've brought in in a long time. Yeah. Um, they have done a phenomenal job on the packaging, which, yeah. you know, they rebranded. Total 180. Yeah. yeah. Total 180 from where they were. I think that's really going to put them in a great position to grow. 
um, which know, as it, long as their company is in a good yeah, position to grow. Which, if you haven't listened to it, listen to the episode with Sam where he talks all about that, which is a great episode. Yeah. For everybody out there. And uh, the cigars are very consistent. They're very good. Yep. It's well simple. Done. You know, they've got... Um, it makes my job so much easier because I love... I, I If I could have manufacturers do one thing, it'd be like what Crux does where it, you see the flavor notes of what you're, what you should get because if somebody comes in saying they want, you know, I want something woody with a little bit of nuttiness to it. Like, Oh, okay. There's this, it says it right on the box. Boom. We're going to get that. (laughs) It's so nice. And you, when you see that visual aspect to it, it's just like, Oh yeah, I want, that sounds good today. Clean packaging, very sharp Mm -hmm. ones. You know, I've talked to a lot of the manufacturers about that. And there are manufacturers out there that are frustrated and refuse to change. Mm -hmm. And you look at Christoph, Perdomo, Crux, the three main ones I can that I can think of that we carry that give you flavor notes and information about the cigar mm-hmm. right on the box or the mm-hmm. shelf talker. And it makes it very easy for consumers to purchase that. Yeah. It tells you right there what it looks like. Yep. And Crux does an amazing job on theirs because it's a really clean mm-hmm. and it's big and you see it. And then you have other shops who are like, oh no, we're XYZ company. We don't have to do that. Yeah. I'm like, that's fine. Maybe you don't. But you no, know, maybe they don't have to. Cause they can't fit anything on there. Cause all their high ratings all over the lids of the boxes, <laughs> <laughs> but, but a lot of companies, you know, they're getting their market share taken away from some of these other companies that are rebranding and, and they're not going to change. And, um, you know, I hate to see that because it's just helping the consumer. It, it's right. not saying, Oh, you're not selling enough cigars. So you're, there's a problem and you have to change something. Like people always have to be adapting. And, and I think that's a good thing for the consumers to be able to see and shop because you can't, even though we as a cigar shop, we pride ourselves on customer service. We want to offer exceptional customer service. We want to be in the humidor helping people. But even in our little humidor, it's impossible sometimes to help everyone that's in there. Yeah. If you get four or five people that come in at the same time, if you're trying to check somebody out and somebody just walks in to grab a couple, imagine some of these big humidors, some of these big shops. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really tough for, or if you're just an owner operator, you know, where you own the shop and you're there all the time and you're having to pay bills and help customers and do everything. It really helps the consumer experience if they can get some details about the cigar and, and some of them are just refusing to change, but those that will change, I believe it really helps, helps them moving forward. And and like somebody like, like us, like if we travel, we, we know cigars pretty well, but like when we go into a new humidor, we just like to browse, see what they got, see what catches out. If you're just browsing a humidor and you see that stuff like on a box, you're automatically going to be like, okay, yeah, it, it's going to trigger something to be like, you know what? I have uh, this, you know, prime rib that I've been saving, seeing what's the flavor notes on that. You're going to be like, oh yeah, I want to, that would go well with that. You And you, you they're already a step ahead where it, it catches them. Yeah. Yeah. So. But anyway, sorry, I didn't even answer your question. Well, <laughs> no, Crux, you Crux, I did. Yep. Um, the, uh, you know, Aganorsa is something that we've carried, uh, but we have expanded that a lot in Conway, so we carry most of their cigars now. I was so excited to and see uh, uh, with the, uh, the, uh, the Night Watch, the farm. That is such a good God. Guardian of the Farm. The Night Guardian of the Farm. Oh, such my a good God. Cigar. Such so, a good cigar, yep. So good. Um. 
and so I, I really love their cigars. Uh, just their core line Maduro is my favorite cigar right now. I'm smoking it like crazy. Um, and that is a hard edge box press. When you said that earlier, I thought, yeah, I'm kind of with you, but that cigar, it's, it's really firm. Mm-hmm. It, it, works with, that, it works with some. Yeah. If you bite your cigars a lot like me, yeah, I don't puff on it and hold it. I usually just leave it in my you mouth chew, all the time. Yeah. You're yeah. And a cigar like that really you're holds up a little better than some cigars yeah. where they're just mush and you have to cut it or something. Um, but but that cigar is really good. Um, so, and then there's there's some new things coming out. Like we talked about the Davidoff stuff coming out. Avo came out with some new stuff. Uh, you know, the Camacho new cigar. Um, Man, that uh, that Camacho Nicaragua, it's very good. If you like spice, if you like some some peppery bombs, yeah. Ooh, I, really I love like that, that one. We had, you know, we saw Garrett about a month ago or so. And he was asking if I'd tried that one yet. And I was like, dude, I just smoked it last night. That was, that was awesome. I loved, I love that one. Yep. Trent. That JT as well. I mean, I know you guys had Guillermo on the show and Jared. Yeah. We had Jared had both. Yeah. Yeah. So you talked with him about the JT. So that's mm-hmm. not, that's not new. They've got something cool coming out that I don't know if I have the Liberty to discuss, but I smoked it a couple of weeks ago when I went to get the patio furniture <laughs> and it's, it's, it's really cool. Uh, it's tobacco from somewhere that I don't know of anybody that's ever used tobacco from there before. And, uh, that'll be a cool thing when it comes out. I think that'll really make nice. a lot of noise and it should be coming out. I'm assuming first quarter or something. Nice. Um, and we're all, I, I think we're, we're all Christoph fans. Yeah. Huge. Yeah, I but, love uh, JT signature is still one of my favorite. Yeah, that's cigars. Even, you're always like whenever you bomb somebody, I throw one. You of those always, in. I like, I can always tell when like somebody got a bomb from you, but like you can yeah. always oh, see. I throw one of those. It's in. it's like it's it, like when it's JJ not bombs, they're gonna get. <laughs> yeah, when no. JJ bombs, he always has a, like the the ninety two. Yeah, when you bomb, there's always that JT in yeah. there. Yeah, because well, it's, like, it's yep. not something they're gonna get. No, you can't get it a lot of places. And I love that cigar. That JT signature is such a top notch cigar. Yeah, I don't know how many. I'm just completely off the top of my head here. I believe there's like 10 or fewer stores in the country yeah. that have that. I thought he said it was like a dozen. Yeah. Because they were they were only launching it in-person events. Yeah. Because so he, they came here and did that. Yeah. He was and only, then they had to stop. Yeah. He was only doing it for his friends he, is what he said. Man, right. that's such and a I, that, So that was our last event. That was the middle of February. So it's. So it's, they didn't do any more after that. Yeah. And so yeah. I'm pretty sure there's like fewer than 10. <laughs> wow. Or I around fewer 10. Than 10. I think Shops he wanted that to cigar. do more, yeah. but I think they had to stop. Right. That cigar is so luscious. Yeah. It is just such an amazing smoke. And I do like to throw that one in because, first of all. you can't get it a lot of places. You can't get it a lot of places. Oh. It's an amazing smoke. It's such a great entryway into Kristoff, mm-hmm. which I think the world of. Um, and then it's like a little special, hey, this is like a cigar that, you know, plus, and then that way I've got to come back and buy more from you guys. So. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Glenn has done some great stuff. It's sad that we're sitting here talking about that because Glenn was Glenn was supposed to come to our, our six year anniversary. Yeah, yeah. And, I'm a uh, huge Christoph. That had to that had to come and go. So I've, we'll get him in the shop though. I found a old uh, Lancero box mm-hmm. of Christophs that I bought actually not from this shop because it was before you guys opened up. Um, back from when I owned a shop, um, and I found it as I was recycling my humidor the other day. And uh, smoked uh, a Sumatra Lancero, oh, yeah, Christoph, and just th- that Sumatra Christoph is just such a great smoke. No, I love, I love. It's like, I mean, one of my favorite cigars is a cigar that I never want to smoke is the Pissed Off. 
Yeah. I absolutely mm-hmm. love that cigar. That's a great smoke. But that's the one like you never want to smoke because you got screwed on Sunday or, or yeah. whatever game or whatever. The Bears lost today. I'll smoke one. That's okay. <laughs> and it to me, it needs to be like your last cigar of the day. Oh, God. Because yeah. that's a... That's a... It's oof. a powerhouse. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I sent a Rollers blend to somebody and somebody says, so tell me about that one. <laughs> and I said... <laughs> Two things. You better eat a meal, uh-huh. and you better make it your last cigar of the day. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> they go, really? No. Those rules are not de- up for debate. Like, it's a smaller stick, but, man, it's a, it, it packs kicks, a punch. Yeah, it does. Oh, it's great, though. So, well, um, first of all, it's great to have you back on. I'm glad things are going well. I'm glad you've got um, – some hours free to go get lawn furniture. I'm excited about smoking on your patio. Lawn, lawn furniture. Lawn this furniture. Is, this is like if I know. This is like the step above. So lawn. I went the day you were in <laughs> Dallas to do that, and Joe was there. And I said, "What the fuck are you doing here?" Because I didn't know that you had hired Joe. Right. Which, for the record, great hire. And he goes, "Well, I'm I'm working up here." And I said, "Well, that's awesome." And he goes, and I said, "So where's B?" Because I was kind of looking forward to catching up with you because I haven't seen you in about 100 years. And so he goes, uh, he's buying lawn furniture and a projection TV in Dallas now. And I said, that sounds like our guy. And he, he goes, yeah, he is really excited about this. And I said, so I said, I'm excited to see it too. Making that patio so that it's uh, smokable outside, yeah. that's pretty awesome. That's such a great setup. It there. is. And it's so cozy and comfortable now. Oh. As soon as you set it up. Mm-hmm. It was before it got cold and rainy. The sun was setting. I mean, it was just beautiful. If you thought about my eye right now, curtains. If you thought about curtains with weights at the bottom, I have thought about curtains. And then, like a the cat that'll come in from remotely. <laughs> okay, was no that you're no say, we, cat? Say we can do the curtains thing. I'm allergic to cats, dude. So. I I love my little personal lounge. Right, it's so nice. So they were because that's what Aaron's got now. It's like yeah. curtains, and so. I got the same setup. I was much. talking to a friend of ours, and he said, "Oh, that's such a nice setup with curtains." And I said, "I told him because my our friend just puts a blanket on." Mm-hmm. I said, "I told him he could just put a blanket on his legs." And he goes, "And Aaron said, no, I'm going to do curtains and all this fancy stuff.'" And I said, "Well, he's just not straightforward like you are. He's fancy. A twenty dollar blanket versus a couple hundred four hundred dollar curtain setup, for- right?" <laughs> He goes, he didn't think the blanket would work. I said, I don't think he thinks it's fancy enough. Did you do the actual curtains or did you use the painter's canvas? Uh, so no, Mo, Mo did painter's canvas, but she but, but she pleated everything. Right. It's so like, she made it look nice. Yeah. it's not. She, it's, I didn't do that. Oh, yeah. It's like. I just went and bought those canvases in for, the painting section at Lowe's. That's what we did. But like, so Clamped I, them I, up. I hung it up first. Stuck and a then, rope through it. No, I did that at first. And she's like, I don't like that. So took it all down. And it's now, functional. Mine is functional. And now it looks like. It, it looks like fancy. Dark, it looks yeah. like curtains. And then Come I hung on, fancy, like the, don't let me down. the Edison bulb lights. The uh, I got a hundred foot Edison bulb light with a hundred lights on it. So it's just like. Yeah. It's like. Now you just need to get you a projector. He's got a TV Shoot out there. I've got a TV out there, but I'm going to. Yeah, that's right. Get you a bigger one. I'm going to get. I'm going to upgrade it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's a. Uh, it's, it's nice. You too. I know. <laughs> got to have a nice outside smoking section, especially I, right now. I mean, I smoke every night outside. Yeah. I got to have a little heater and then closed space. You know. And that's what it does. Yeah, because it's a, it's a fairly big space. It's a a seventeen by seventeen, and then another section that's ten by nine. But like everything's closed off, and then I turn the heat, I crank the heater on for like fifteen minutes, and then when I go out there, it's. I mean, it makes it a, a lot nice. more comfortable. Like oh, la- yeah. like last night, it was or the other night, it was like forty five degrees, and inside it was probably like 
low sixties. It was nice. I mean, enough for it to wear just a hoodie. And it's, I mean, it's just, it's, it's fine. I don't, I don't need it to be like the desert, but a little bit, I don't want it to be cold either because I've become a, like a whiny little baby, like Charlie the other night. I mean, he was saying like, yeah, it's, it's four degrees. I'm like, Charlie lives fuck that. three miles north of Toronto, I believe. <laughs> yeah, it's cold. I think he has the right to bitch that it's too cold now. <laughs> yeah, yeah right? when you're in Canada, it's cold. Right. Now, he Aaron, lives north of north. Now, where are you from? Aren't you used to the cold? Kansas City is I, not I mean, north. I, I mean, I am. <laughs> no. well, I mean, but the Midwest is, it gets nippy, but like I've I've acclimated for to the south for uh, 21 years now. Acclimated. And for the record, Kansas City is not north. Yeah, it's Midwest. Yeah, that's true. But to me, it's north because we're from Little Rock. Born and raised. How much north is Kansas City from Fort Smith, where you're originally from? It's three what? hours. Three it's hours. It's two hundred. It's two hundred miles. Right. Two hundred twenty miles. So it's Caleb was hours. on the other day. Caleb is north. Caleb's north. You need yeah, to Caleb, Caleb is up there. Yeah. Even though I think that's technically Midwest, though. It's weird how like like I think of Chicago as north, but that's like considered Midwest, which is weird. Well, they don't. Right. But Chicago is just Chicago. Chicago. I don't think that I don't think of Chicago as Midwest. I mean, you're from you would know better than me, but I don't know. I mean, Midwest. What do you consider Arkansas? South, South. See, I don't consider Arkansas yeah. South. I don't. I don't know how you break it. I had this conversation and angered everybody. What well, do you consider kind of, it's, Texas? It's, it's kind of like well, Virginia. What do you consider like, Oklahoma? Texas, Texas. Like Virginia isn't really not South, but it is the South. But yeah. it's like, do you go South to like the 1870s? I mean, it's just like. I don't know. Geography. We're digressing. It's not our, yes. it's our yeah. best subject. Not our best subject. You, you, you want to do music? Well, that is yes. our subject. Since that, that is our your subject. subject. That is our subject. Yeah. All right, I'll go first. Okay. Um, you gave me an easy one. I did. <laughs> like super fucking easy. Yes, I did. Uh, you gave me Led Zeppelin, Led Zeppelin. Mm-hmm. Um, so many good songs on here. Like, yep. the, this is like the kind of album where like it's hard to choose one and where you you narrow it down to like your top three, and then it's like, eh, and you just kind of pick one. Um, this album has some classics: "Good Times, Bad Times," "Good I mean, Times, Bad yeah. Times." <laughs> I mean that one. Uh, Days and Confused, uh, Communication Breakdown, one of the best openings. Of so that was my ringtone for about five years. Communication Breakdown, yeah, with it's that like, opening like riff. Like that song, you would not think of that song being made in. 69 69 like it seems like a rock song you'd you'd hear today today um, definitely what heard in the late 70s early 80s yeah i mean it's just it this album is just it's a classic i mean you can't get much more classic uh was than their this. introduction album yes ripped by rolling stone yes they panned it they did they tore this one apart Jimmy Page allegedly still to this day holds a grudge. It holds, holds a grudge against Rolling Stone for this. Yeah. Um, I think that's fascinating because Alan Light actually called Jimmy Page. Uh, and apologized. Was, uh, no. And he said, hey, I'd like to do an interview with you. And oh, he goes, yeah, that's what it was. And yeah. he goes, are you from Rolling Stone? Yeah. And he goes, no, I won't talk to you fuckers. And he said, why is that? And he goes, you guys panned our first album. And he goes, dude, I was six. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't pan you guys. It was one of the greatest albums ever released. Um, I mean, it's always between like, 
for like Led Zeppelin fans, it's the easy answer is like, it, do you like this one or do you like uh, with Mothership or Four? Four. Uh, yep. I mean, it's like it's. Always, I didn't choose Four basically because you don't. I'm so exhausted with Stairway to Heaven. Yeah, it's. I honestly, all right. I'm going to get in trouble for this. I think Hearts Cover is a better rendition than Led Zeppelin's rendition. So I was talking to Johnny on on the uh, on the Discord, and there is Rick Beato has a thing where he reimagines the solo from Stairway to Heaven as if um, three people played three different people played it. Yeah. So one was Eddie Van Halen the week that Eddie Van Halen died. The other is another guy that's like an instrumental guy, and the other is Peter Frampton. And so he released the video the day before Eddie died. But you hear yeah. the different styles of that. Um, <clears throat> it's not my favorite song ever. I agree the heart version is, is I like her voice actually better than I like his voice. It's a great version of that song, but I'm so over that song. Yeah. So anyways, I'm going Dazed and Confused. Days and Confused is a great song. That is, Days and Confused is a song where you want to turn the lights off, have your headphones in, and smoke. Right. Um, and it just like takes you into another place, and it's just it's that is that is a magical, magical song. Yeah. That album, um, first of all, any of the first four albums, um uh would, would be fine. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I, I debated four or one and then just stairway to heaven pushed me to one. <laughs> um, and I'm going to ask you a question after we talk our, um, yours. Cause you gave me, um, DD Bridgewater, DD Bridgewater, uh, love and peace, a tribute to Horace silver who was, so, uh, DD is originally from Memphis. Yes. Her dad was a DJ on a black radio station in Memphis. He was called, the fat spinner of platters or something. He had a cool nickname. She moved up to Detroit and eventually settled in, got married, went to New York city, got, it was part of Horace Silver's band. I read all of this because one is, I don't know Horace Silver mm-hmm. from, yes, uh, I, I didn't, I didn't know Horace Silver either. Right. Um, I love her voice, love her style a lot. I love, um, the way she changes her vocal, uh, classic jazz voice, big time player. I love the musicians on this album. Mm-hmm. Um, Horace Silver wrote all of the songs on this. I'm not a Horace Silver fan. Mm-hmm. Um, the lyrics in particular on a couple songs were um, uh, Tokyo Blues. Mm-hmm. Lyrics on that were kind of weak. Um, uh, um, Pretty Eyes was pretty good. Actually, Horace Silver plays on Nika's Dream and a song for my father. Um, and he's very good. The horn playing on this, in particular, along with the piano playing, was spectacular. Mm-hmm. Just talented musicians all through it. I, I ended up on a couple songs. Doodlin', which is exactly what a jazz song should be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, early on, the, the, it was too literal and too specific. Doodlin's a song about uh, going, you know, and it's it's kind of you use sort of vague words to describe something. I, Eric yeah. Church, I'm going to reference, has a song about creeping, which is a song about having sex. But he doesn't. He doesn't. You have to know that, right? You, yeah. It's 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 sort of referred to. Um, and early on, he likes. It's 
very specific. Like you just going, well, that's a little too specific. You like <laughs> called it. You said it. It's like, it's like ice cream man last <laughs> week for me. Right. Yeah. Well, ice cream man. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I got 31 favors guaranteed to satisfy. Yeah. It's, it's obviously a sexual reference, but he's not calling it out specifically. So I, uh, I debated doodling, um, but I settled on song for my father, which is a really okay. nice diddly, uh, song about <clears throat> appreciation for your dad, Father's Day, and how I love yeah. you being around and all the time we spend together. I thought her voice in particular popped on that song. Her voice is great. Mm-hmm. I started listening to some other stuff, which, to be honest with you, I like more than this album mm-hmm. because when the songs got better um, lyrically, it really went to her strength. Went to her strength. Yeah, she's very strong. No, so so pretty eyes is the song that got me into. Yeah, Dee that's Dee a good song. Yeah, it's a good song. I, the, unfortunately, I'm just not a Horace Silver fan, mm-hmm. and I know she was part of that band because I went and go, who the is Horace Silver? Yeah, and then when I went and found out, I went, uh, I'm not really a Horace Silver fan. I'm a big D.D. Bridgewater fan. Um, she's she's an amazing vocalist, and the musicianship on this band, including Horace Silver, who was mm-hmm. played on some of these songs, mm-hmm. was strong. So. I was a fan. It was interesting. Her other albums will be much more likely to get played than this album. Yeah, I would, I would, I would agree with that. Um, it was I, an interesting introduction. There was a couple songs though. You, go, that's tight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, and it's cool because I even like I, I said last week. You know, I was able to actually talk to her. Yeah. Uh, through Instagram, it was so. I don't know. It was, I, She's okay, cool. I, I, you know, we didn't have like a huge conversation. It was just like less than a paragraph, but it's still a fact of like, it's so cool that like, because she was doing a little, she kind of had like a little, a revamp in her career, mm-hmm. maybe about couple. five years ago or so. She's, she's hit. I mean, she's been around for fucking ever. She was in the, the fish that saved Pittsburgh. She has been in like 15 to 20 movies. Mm-hmm. She's been in TV shows like big she's, been, she's been around. She's a an long actress. Time. She's yeah. like, somebody yeah i mean so it was cool whenever when i first heard this song it was probably 10 years ago or so um so it was when instagram first started so this was probably 2012 when i i saw that she had instagram and she's one of the only musicians that i follow on my personal instagram and i just i texted her just be like ah you know i'm see what happens right and she responded and i was like okay that's cool thank you i just want to say i really like your music and I grew up in a jazz household and like you remind me of like my mom singing and just did like, yeah. it was just kind of one of those things. All right. I'm a huge fan. Thanks. I'm just a dude in, right. in little rock. So yeah, but uh, no, yeah. cool. I'm well, I'm glad you like her other stuff because her other stuff I, I, I like better, but it's just, this is a good, this was spot. the, the album that got me sure. into DD. So before we give each other the album, uh, the thing that I did, although I'm not going to do that with this next one, uh-huh. is I've given you two re- debut albums. Yes. Is there a better debut album than Led Zeppelin, Led Zeppelin? Oh, Lord. Um, okay. Classic rock style? Any. Um, Maybe this is a question that we ask our listeners. What's... What's the Ooh, greatest? That's, that's a good one. What's the greatest debut album by any artist out there? Because th- I've given you two: Van Halen, Van Halen. That's mm-hmm. that's a front to back album. Like, oh yeah, that's, that's I mean, and, and so is this one. I mean right. the yeah. the Led Zeppelin one. Um, okay, so are you giving me 
I'm not, I'm not giving you, I'm giving you another classic rock one. Okay. And Doug and I talked through it and Doug, Doug <laughs> approved it. Just somewhat reluctantly. Yeah. He give wanted, me some, give me, some he wanted me to give you some Kansas and then he wanted me to give you some Mata Hoople. Kansas. I mean, I like prog rock and Kansas is pretty I know. fucking I'm going to give you a, I'm going to give you a prog rock uh, triplicate, but I'm not going to give you this. I'm going to stay in the classic <clears throat> rock genre. Okay. Classic top 10 album. Okay. ACDC back in black. Oh man. Yeah. Okay. You, you spoiled me for this month. Right. All right. But you're, but with passing of Eddie Van Halen, yeah, arguably the greatest guitar player of my generation. This is a, an homage to the greatest rock albums of all time. And these are three of the best. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, they're all in the hall of fame. Yeah. They're all, I don't have to necessarily give you country music every time. I know. So this is this is homage to yep. to, to rock and roll and yep. to Eddie Van Halen, the right. goat of my generation. Of your generation. So mine is my favorite female vocalist. Um, we're kind of going away from the jazz on this week for me. Um, she's been around since '06, not around a whole long time. Okay. Um, she's from the UK. She's somebody who, when people realize that I really like her, are kind of surprised because I know every single word of every song that she's produced. I've, I've sung it driving. It's like so far out in left field. It's kind of scary and surprising, but it's uh, (laughs) giving me, uh, I'm giving you uh, Lily Allen. Okay. Um, It's not me. It's you. Okay. So very nice. So I sense that B has moved on to cigar number two. Cigar number two is it? What, yeah. So what are you smoking now? Same thing. Same. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the box is sitting over here, so it was it's just, just easy. temptation. It was right. just easy for me to grab, and that was very enjoyable. I thought it was beautiful in a cigar smoker's kind of way. What you said that we can sit here and have this great conversation and smoke this cigar, and it just smokes. You know, like yeah. it just. It does what it's supposed to do. Yeah. You know, there's a really good flavor. There's a lot of strength to it, a lot of flavor, but it, we're not having to like touch up and relight. No, it's not overpowering. It's not a weird flavor. Like it's just a great cigar yeah, that just... is enhancing this time we're spending together. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, this is like, a... what else would you want from a cigar? Yeah. You know? And so. honestly, I'm just still so surprised at the spice I'm getting off this thing. Like it is strong. Like it is, it has not gone away one bit. If no. anything, it's, it's kind of we're. I mean, you and I, we're in the third part of it and it is yeah. like, it's, it's like, hello. It is, but it I'm is spice. a beautiful spice. Yep. Yeah, it is phenomenal. It's like a big spice bomb standing there in a <clears throat> spice bomb costume saying, <laughs> hello, motherfucker. Yep. I hear me roar. Hear me roar. <laughs> so what, um, what are some of your favorite memories? You know, Weston's been around six years now. I've been working here for five. You know, Mark and I are two of the OGs of coming here. I mean, I I guess you soft opened in what? July of 14? Yeah, so 2014, July 25th, I walked into this space for the first time. Started ripping the carpet out, you know, doing demo, getting ready to build out. Somewhere around the 1st of September, 
we opened up the store. Okay. And then See, and I don't, our I, official I'm, grand opening, or not our grand opening, but our official open date was October 10th. And I know I came here, it was around, it was football season was still around, was still on because I, I went to my favorite pub, Chiefs game was over, and I wanted a cigar, so I just looked up cigars in Little Rock because at the time there was one shop P and T, which they never, they weren't open on Sundays. And, but I, but I saw like a picture and there at the time there was like five chairs. I was like, cool, I can go in there, but I didn't stay because I actually just came in and you were actually the one working at the time. And just like, I was looking for this and this. And I, I remember I bought an acid blondie, for a buddy of mine who liked him at work. And then I got something else. I think it was like, probably like a Camacho or something. A Blondie was, was for his friend. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. But then like the first time I actually came here, it was you. I think it was you. I know it was Joe. I know it was JT. It might've been you. I don't know. I wasn't, I didn't start coming in here regularly until April of the next year. Okay. So, it, so then it was just uh, JT and Joe who Joe now works with us. Yep. I came in, got a cigar because Steve was working at the time. And, uh, I was, I, I grabbed, I, I remember he was a, uh, the, uh, uh, CAO Brasilia. He's like, love that one. I love the flavor. It was that. And the, the double XL San Cristobal, I believe mm-hmm. got that. I was just taking back to my house to smoke. And, uh, uh, Joe was like, where are you going? I was like, oh, I'm just going to go to the house. And JT was like, nah, sit. I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Chicago JT? Chicago JT. Yeah. Yeah. And and then from that point on, I was here every Sunday open to close. It was just. Uh, For a while, after I started coming in, after I, it was like you and I and JT and mm-hmm. Joe on Sundays. On Sunday. And we, and we all had our each chair. Yeah. We were always sat in the piece. I always sat on the couch. Bar rescue. Bar rescue for, I mean, hours. That's <laughs> for what, hours. That's what we watched every Sunday was just bar rescue. Oh, man. And then, like, I always sat in the same spot. It was on the couch on the left hand side. Yeah. That's where mm-hmm. I always sat. Joe, Joe was always first recliner by where the humidor is now, which. It's funny, like looking back at all those all those pictures. Like, wow, we had nothing. Yeah, <laughs> nothing. It was so here. empty, so barren. Yeah, but that but that's a testament to you because you just reinvested back into the shop and just you know made it even better, more furniture, better furniture, new rug, better rug. Yep. Like, what's funny is seeing our a very first fridge that held like. Yep. Six drinks. Well, those little mini fridges. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. And then, like, when I we got like the drinks, fine. And then we, then, drinks over here. There's yeah, 12 then, of them in there. And then we got like a bigger one, like, oh, wow, it holds like 20 now. Wow, we're mm-hmm. that's that's a bunch. And now it's like, we need a full fledged fridge. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. But, anyways, so that's some of my favorite memories. My first time here was when Joe and JT were like, no, nah, you ain't going anywhere. Sit. I'm like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> What's your of that first year? What what's your favorite memory of that, or what's your favorite couple memories of that? Well, that's tough. <clears throat> Seems like a lifetime ago, really. You know, you, to think about. Do you remember the first customer walking in? I do remember my first customer. Um, oh man, I can't remember her name now. Um, my first customer was a lady um, that had been tracking 
that we were opening. So while I was doing the build out, word got out, you know, which is crazy because I'm a very secretive person. You are. I, I just, you know, when things happen, then I'll tell people about it, you know? Okay. And um, when the shop got open, then we'd tell people we were here, you know, it's kind of the way I was, just the way I am. I'm just a secretive person. Um, so we started building out the store and I didn't know a soul here. And people started coming up, asking me what I was doing or somehow found out that I was opening up a cigar shop because I had a tobacco license. And so then reps knew that I had a tobacco license because they monitored that to look for new accounts. And then once I reached out to a couple of reps about getting the cigars, other people started finding out other shop owners, whatever. And people started just coming by and I wasn't open. I'm like, wow. And I think it's cool because it's happened a couple of times. And Aaron, you might've been the one that coined this phrase, but it's like, it was like the worst secret, the worst kept secret yeah. or something like that, you know? Yeah. And like, it like becomes something now, you mm-hmm. know, like it, it spreads way faster than you could have spread it yourself because it, it's a secret, you know, Yeah. which was really cool. Not to say that people were beating down the doors the first few months we were open. Cause that certainly wasn't the case, but it was amazing to me to see people coming in, um, you know, and I had a chance to talk to Tim the other day, you know, Tim Grissom, who we're friends with, um, who's at your house about his first time coming in here with a group of guys. And to me, that was really cool. Um, there are lots of memories like that where guys would come in for the first time and we would sit down and we would have a cigar in a relation. You know, we would start this relationship that many of them I still have today. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's really cool. And to say one of them was my favorite would be, um, uh, it, yeah, wouldn't be smart, but it also just wouldn't be true, you know, because there are so many people that have impacted my life so much um, over six years. Um, so Rick, who you guys know, mm-hmm. came in and he was also kind of tracking me opening and he came in and he wanted the first locker and he took that first one on the top right and he still has it today. And, um, you know, that was a cool memory to be like, okay, you know, I got a member, you know, I yeah. got, and, and it took a month or two before those all filled up, you know? And, um, I remember when Steve was hanging out in here, he was working at Maduro, you know, and they closed up and this was a month. They closed a month after we opened and he was hanging out in here waiting on them to reopen, which was just weird, you know, for me, not that it was weird that he would hang out in a cigar store cause he was a cigar guy, mm-hmm. but I'm like developing a relationship with a guy that's going to go <clears throat> open up my competition, you know? Yeah. And, um, and so anyway, that was kind of, it, it, it appeared that that wasn't going to come to fruition. And, you know, he said, well, I talked to Michael, who's the guy that owned Maduro and, you know, who did an amazing job, like starting this kind of cigar culture thing. Um, in Little Rock. not that PNT didn't have it, but it was just a different vibe. You know, PNT had their staple to the cigar community in Little Rock, but, but, but Maduro kind of created this cool atmosphere, you know, mm-hmm. downtown. And, and I don't blame Steve for wanting to be a part of that. But he's like, man, why don't you let me help you out a little bit of part time? Because I was here by myself, and and I'll never forget sitting down having that conversation with him and me thinking, I gotta, I gotta say yes, you know, even though his mind, in a month or two when Maduro reopens, he's gonna leave here, yeah. having helped me work this store and build relationships with my customers and all that, he's gonna leave here, and and go start another cigar shop. I thought you know, there's a chance that that won't happen. And there's a chance that he'll be a vital part of this 
group that we want to build. And I just like everybody likes Steve, you know, and and so I remember when he when we had that conversation and he came to work for us just like two months after I opened. And of course, that was a great thing because he was here for for years and, um, you know, helped build this community and this family that we have. And uh, that was really cool. Well, then, I mean, help start this show. Yeah, the podcast is here, um, you know, and, um, you know, one one cool memory um, that I had was our grand opening, you know, for us. There's so many, but the grand opening was really cool because we packed this place out mm-hmm. and we had Chris Harper from Perdomo Cigars here and we had um, Riker Patel. Uh, oh man, I can't believe, can't believe I'm forgetting your name. Um, it's not Scott. It's the other guy that was our rep for years. Oh, um, yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, so, so I had the Rocky and, and Perdomo do that event. Um, Heath Hill. Sorry, Heath. Heath, yeah. Uh, it was on the tip of my tongue. Um, so it's so funny cause Heath came in with the whole Rocky set up mm-hmm. you know they got posters they got tables they got the works you know when they come in they're like they Give they pitch a, a tent you know yeah they move in so he got here first and he moved in he he took up half the humidor, <laughs> took up half the humidor and chris yeah. came in and he's like oh i see how this is gonna be <laughs> but they work so well together and i love both of those guys to death and they have both been instrumental in my growth of this shop and just as an individual and how to do business because I've always been very receptive of that. I don't know what I'm doing. You know, I just started a cigar shop and, and I want all the help I can get. And so those guys helped me out, but it, but they showed me that like they were here for me. They wanted me to succeed. And I'll never forget seeing that. It wasn't like it was a competition between them. Although there was friendly competition to outdo each other. Yeah. But they were here to make my event special and the customers loved it. And that was kind of the start of, these are really cool for our customers and the business. It's creating something fun. It's bringing people together. You know, we're doing food and that's why every month we would do an event and it wouldn't just be a, Hey, here's a a buy three, get one free or buy five, get one free or whatever. It's a, Hey, we have all this swag we're giving away. We're giving away a bunch of stuff. We have food every time, you know, we want to make it a fun event for people to come to because it's a big party and it's a big family. And that was really instrumental in kind of starting that um, and so that was really cool. And we got the paramedics called out here, uh, for Mr. Pat. And, uh, that, that was a memory that I'll never forget. Cause I'm like, Oh, what, you know, as a new business owner, I'm like, mm-hmm. Oh, and he was fine. And he became a regular customer in here loved by everyone, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but there greatest. was like, I mean, I don't know if y'all were here for that or not, but it was packed and it was so smoky. I mean, 50 people sitting inside uh-huh. and there was more people sitting outside. And this was know? before we had, this was like our f- Literally, our first generation of air handlers. Yeah, I mean, we're on our three or what? four ago. We're on four now. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um. So yeah, that was that was really cool. And just to think back over the years about those grand, uh, those big events that we had every yeah. year to to commemorate that anniversary event, uh, the Camacho Road Tour. So that was yeah, our that was so our cool. second one, and I worked the that Perdomo one because, one because I worked. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So Nick Perdomo came out and did uh, the next year, year number three. Um, with Janine, yeah. Yep, Janine came out, and that was a huge event for us. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and they're such great people. They like they they just made – obviously, we're selling cigars. And you guys, or our staff, always do a great job. And reps, 
reps or, or people that own companies, they realize that when they get here and that allows them to make sure they get to spend time with people. Uh-huh. Um, but in that case, it really worked well. Nick and, and Chris Harper and those guys were going to make sure that it was a good event for us, but it was also a time for them to really kind of hang out with our customers and build lifelong customers for them. And, uh, that was something that people still talk to me about. Um, of course the, uh, the steak dinner thing was uh, with with Jonathan Carney and LFD was LFD, really cool. Yeah. That was a fun a fun um, you know different kind of event. Uh, you know Christmas karaoke. You know that was cool. Doug saying Christmas karaoke. Um, that's something that nobody will forget. You yeah. know, come on down to West End Cigars I today. Try. Hey, yeah. and uh, you See, know we did. Uh, then we had Jeopardy. Dirty. We had, we had Dirty Fabian for one of our. Yeah, that was with, uh, with Drew and uh, that Drew was a five year anniversary. Five year. Yeah, and. Uh, yeah, so that was a that was a blowout. You know, that was a really cool event, and um, then then he left like two weeks after that. So yeah. I believe that was the last event he ever did th- with True Estate. I, th- I think it was, but like I mean, I you know I my period here of just as a regular wasn't really that terribly long. It was maybe eight nine months, I guess, because I mean at the time it was just you and Steve, and then you hired Marcus. And then Marcus got an opportunity to become an apprentice at a tattoo shop, which was awesome. I knew him. I knew the tattoo shop he was going to work at. And then I, that's whenever I was going through all my shit. I was going through my through my divorce. I was just a fucking shit stain on the road pretty much. And I actually came to you. And I'm like, hey, Marcus is leaving. I want to take his role. I'll take Sundays because that's when he worked. I was like, I know the clientele. They know me. You know, I know cigars and it was more or less like I need to not sit at home and just stew and just drink myself to sleep every night. So like, I mean, I, I, I probably, I don't know if I said it to you, but like the reason why I'm here is because of you and because you gave me the opportunity to, to, you know, work at West End. So thanks. Yeah, it's amazing. I remember that conversation right back here, back when we had yeah, we were, a, because you were sitting right there, and I was sitting right here. And uh, and and I don't, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think we like really knew each other that well. <clears throat> Not really. Like like we 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 knew each other, but like at that time, like Steve was running a pretty tight ship, and he was manager at that point. And you you like you were in and out, but you never really worked a lot, or whenever I came up here, at least because I right. I That's, never saw you because I worked on. Thanks for the caveat. Yeah, um, because I, mean, I never came up on Sunday. You never came up. Yeah, I, I was. I, just, I was going to be closed on Sunday, and, um, and I was just. I I played poker on Thursdays, and I came up on Sundays, and that's all I did. Every other night, I never came up here. I would just literally, I would sit at home and just drink a bottle of Jameson every fucking night, and then finally, it got to the point where Marcus told me first before he told Steve. Uh, that he was leaving. I'm like, and the first thing I said was like, Oh shit, does Brandon know? And when he said, no, I was like, okay, well, I was like, I have an idea. I'll ask him and I'll, did Steve come to me about that? Or did you first? I, I did. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Because I, because I'm the one that told, I don't know if Marcus told you at that point, you might've known, but I know I said like, Hey, Marcus is leaving. Um, I, I don't want you to be in a tough spot of trying to find somebody to work because I mean, working in retail, it's hard, mm-hmm. but knowing the product, it's a very small caveat of people that 
are willing to do it and know the both. And like, I mean, I knew cigars. I know way more now than I did then, but like at that time I'd been a cigar smoker for 15 years, I guess at that point. So I knew, I knew my where I knew what cigars were. I mean, I was always that, but like it was more or less the lines. Like, like we both needed to help each other. And it was just like, there was this opportunity where like, I hope I, I was seven. Like at the time I didn't have anybody I could lean on, you know, like, uh, emotionally because my pillar was fucking gone. Um, but that like, I was like hoping to myself, I'm like, man, I really hope he he's down with this because it, I remember I, I really thinking, I really need it. I, I, re- I remember that because I, I had such a good feeling about it and I didn't feel like I knew you that well. That's why I brought that up is because I remember that and I remember thinking, yeah, I think this would be a good yeah, thing. We did, because I, I knew Steve, like I, I'd see Steve like every Sunday and we, we hung out and like me, him and Rhino would go to uh, Zach's place and like throw darts and drink and smoke cigars mm-hmm. there. Like I knew Steve, but you, like I, I met, I like I knew you, but I didn't know you kind of thing. Like how there was no relationship just because we never, our past didn't cross as much because right. you weren't up here on Sundays. Whereas I opened the place and I closed the place on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was, I mean, I was, I was fully expecting to be like, Oh no, you know, we're, we're not going to do that. We're going to go this direction. But I remember like, I was nervous, like coming back here to talk to you. I'm like, <laughs> Fuck, I really, really hope this works out because if not, I don't know what the fuck is going to happen. Well, that's, and that's, you know, that's kind of the segue into the next statement of it's those stories that over the, over the six years that, that really make you realize this place is so much bigger than me or you or any, any one or couple customers, you know, like this has impacted so many people's lives. And I think, People just don't don't understand that about the cigar community a lot, you know. And I think it's it's a disservice to um, to the cigar community that we don't do a better job of of uh, you know advertising that cigar smokers are good folks and that it's a good community to be a part of and that they're loyal and they're generous and they're kind and you know obviously in any segment of life you're going to have goods and bads, but. Yeah for the most part and especially the the people that you know we've come to know uh here it's just been an amazing ride um you know seeing how people's lives have been affected positively through the cigar shop and to me that was always the hope you know and i've I've talked about that a a few times on this podcast and certainly you guys kind of know my heart on that but you know hearing guys that say hey you know because i started coming in here you know, my life was changed or my life was saved or my relationship with my wife is better. or My marriage was saved. My relationship with my kids was saved. All those things mm-hmm. um, makes you realize that it's just way more than just this, it's, these leaves rolled up that we're smoking. And and that's what like, you know, as somebody who, you know, Doug can test to it and I can test to it and everybody else who works here, you know, it's you no, know, a customer to us isn't just a number. It's, you know, no matter what you buy, it's as long as we have that relationship and as long as I can do the best that I can, you know, there's always room for improvement, just like everything else. But that's the main, and you've, you've already said it, like the caveat to this shop first and foremost is the employees. And I think that's what we, I think that's what we achieve better than 
you know, 90% of the shops that I've ever been to. And that's what I pride our shop on is that, I mean, it's, you know, it's like, I've said it before on, you know, on this show, you know, this shop literally saved my life because on March 26, I smoked my last cigar. That's I was a Ashton Maduro. I smoked my last one, took the bottle of pills and I was, I was good. I started working here on April 11th. I mean, just wow. two and a half weeks later on March 27th, I saw JT and Joe again. Yeah. That next, that the very next day. And I, and nobody ever knew. And it was just another day. It was another Sunday. But to me, it was me going to West End. That's what, that's what it was. And it was, I mean, it was, it was surreal and like it was a happy moment, but nobody really knew it because I, I, again, I closed off everything and nobody fucking knew, Yeah, but like it was because of this shop that I'm now happily married again. I'm working here for five years now, have a podcast with a, you know, one of my best friends and it all stems to you you know, getting that wild hair, be like, you know what? Little rock needs. I know. A it's, it's just crazy how things work <laughs> out like that, you know? And, uh, so I love sitting back and reminiscing about that stuff. Uh-huh. I love these times of the year when we can think back on, on what yeah. we've done and like all the little decisions and things that made and that, that building not working out in Northwest Arkansas uh-huh. and, you know, other places not working out, which I thought were roadblocks at the time, but all led to this place. Yep. And now all these relationships that have come of it, all the good that has come of it, um, you know, it, it's amazing to see how, um, you know, that is all being orchestrated together. And, um, you know, it, it's humbling for me to sit back and think, wow, it's cool. I get to be a part of this, you know, because like I said before, I mean, I, I just like, it was a wild hair to start a cigar shop, yeah. you know? Now I didn't take the, once I made that decision, it was not a haphazard decision. You know, it wasn't yeah. like, a, let's just throw a bunch of money at this and see if it happens. Yeah. Um, I had everything riding on it. Yeah. I mean, I have a family and, and a wife that, that stays home to raise our kids. And um, we moved, you know, our family here to do it. And across the state. So it was, yeah. it was, um, you know, it was going to work. And I didn't mind putting in the time mm. and the effort and the research and the resources and all of that. Um, and had good people around me, you know, certainly, uh, Zach was a, was a big part of helping us get that started. And, um, but, but the relationships that I've made along the way have, you know, obviously have, have topped, you know, yeah. getting to have a shop or, you know, making my first million dollars or whatever. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, you know, but you think back on, you know, luckily to me, that's just not a, that is not a motivating thing, you know? And when I hear stories like yours, I mean, yours is one of the most powerful. I'm not. I'm not trying to say that it's it's like everything else, but when I hear stories like that, it um, man, it makes me just so excited that there's 20, 25 years more of those stories coming, mm-hmm. and that I'm just so thankful that that I did what I thought the Lord wanted me to do in my life, um, and that it worked out really well. Yeah. Um, because. There are lots of people out there. There are people listening to this now. There are people out there just thinking right now, and, and the world is crazy. But there are people out there right now that are unhappy with what they're doing, and they got an idea that they'd like to do, but it's really scary to do it. And having gone through that and 
and today thinking, I can't imagine my life if I wouldn't have made that decision. Um, It has been such a blessing and so rewarding. And, and I do it a hundred times again, um, even though it is a lot of work and um, you know, yeah, you, you, you get to see, you know, there are times in my life where I haven't, you know, been here as much or worked as much, but man, when you look back at, and when you started and when you were just working nonstop for no money mm-hmm. and you were like, how, how am I going to pay my bills? But people just kept coming in and, and that's what, um, motivated or, or, uh, excited or rejuvenated me was, was that people coming in and us smiling and having a cigar together. Yeah. And I was just on how the money work out, you know? Yeah. Well, Even today, I'm like that, and uh, well, it's like people you know, are, drives people crazy. Whenever you know, we we had to shut the lounge down, the lounge part down for what six weeks, eight weeks. It was two months or so, yeah. Where it was mm-hmm. just it was just grab and go, and then the very first Sunday that we were back open up here, I'll, I'll I won't forget it. Like you know, we had you know a little bit of seating, but we had the people in here who were always here on Sundays because like everybody who works kind of has their own crew that people, they, they, they come here whenever like they know that I'm working or whatever. And like big dog was sitting there with a couple other people and they just start arguing about football and like how the Cowboys suck. And it, no, it's, this is our year. The Cowboys going to win it all. And they're just arguing back and forth. I'm just sitting there smiling <laughs> and dogs like what I'm like, I've missed you motherfuckers. Like, like it's, I mean, it's been two months, but it's just like, this is, it's, it's that, that you miss so much is just the, you know, we all have our, each our individual families, but the cigar family is something that is sometimes stronger than blood because not everybody likes her family. You know, thankfully I think we all do, but there's some people that even don't even have family. So like you've done, you've also done things where like, you'll come up here on Thanksgiving, open up for a couple hours for the people who, you know, their family is this. I mean, yeah. Or like, even then whenever I was single and I was, you know, not doing anything like, yeah, I'll I'll come up there on Thanksgiving or Christmas or whatever. And like, yeah, I'll be open for a couple hours or just see those people just because this is what they needed. This is, like I said, this is their family and that's, you don't see that a lot and you, you don't like self-glossing. We all know that. So I'll self-gloss for you. So. Yeah. Well, thanks. Um, yeah, yeah. It's just like you and people taking compliments and things. We know our flaws. We know yeah. that, you know, I don't say like, Oh, I got lucky, but cause I don't think that's true. I think there was a lot of work and effort that went into it. And, um, but, but, but I know I'm not anything special, you know? And, um, it, it took a lot of those first few customers coming in over those first few months that loved what the place was about. It took getting the right people to work here that love what the place is about and, and helping grow that community um, feel that is so important. That's the number one thing, you know, we want to yeah. treat people like family yeah. when they're here. And we started doing that, but then every employee and most of the customers, they get that and they help, promote that just like when you came in and, and joe and jt were like sit down you know mm-hmm. like that's more powerful very than aggressively saying, hey, i will say here you want me to cut this for you <laughs> you're gonna join us or are you gonna just take it yeah. with you you know you're like i'm, I'm leaving you know <clears throat> yeah. but when, when somebody's sitting there and says hey sit down and join us man yeah we're watching the game let's have a cigar and a cup of coffee and um you know that's what had that's what took it to the next level yeah. you know is really the customers yeah no i mean it's it's it is it's it's what makes you know I've been to 
dozens of cigar shops and there's not a lot like this. You know, I've been to some really great ones. I have a huge selection where, you know, their humidors are the size of our shop, but it's so big where everybody has their own like little corner. Mm-hmm. And that's just not, I don't, yeah. It, yeah. it's not inviting. It's not warm. It's, you know, I like what we have here where, you know, somebody comes in for the first time ever, they're talking to somebody yeah. more or less because you're, they're kind of forced to, because, you know, it's just the way our shop is set up, but you're, you're going to get conversations whether you like it or not. Mm-hmm. I mean, and more times than not, you're going to be back just because it's made a lasting impression. And that's, you know, half do with us, the employees and the other half is like, you know, the, the regulars that yeah. are here because if Joe, if JT hadn't have said that to me, I mean, I probably would have stayed, but it just, I, they forced my hand to be like, when JT was like, sit, I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> I'll yeah. sit. Well, and I'll disagree with one point on you. One of the things that you bring to the shop, and I know you're not a soft glosser, is you're authentic about building the community. And I know you're getting uncomfortable now. But you bring you bring that. <laughs> we'll I'm give that away. To, I'm used to it, Mark. We'll go give ahead. that away. <laughs> you're, uh, you're authentic about how you want the community to go. And I know you and I have talked about this. Um, and so I know you say you're not special. But the fact is you are you, and that's special. And you have, have, a, you have something you wanted to implement here. You brought that with all your heart. That's special. Yeah. Special doesn't mean you're LeBron James. What special means is that you have a vision, you believe in it with all of your heart, and then you worked hard at implementing it. That's special. Special doesn't mean that like you're like some amazing virtuoso at something. It means that you did something with all of your heart. I think that's pretty damn special. When you count me, I think what you did here is special, and I think that's because you are special. I don't. I think people overuse that word in the concept of like an amazing athletic or intelligence. I think people don't use it enough in the context of, of, of seeing with your heart in that vision. And I think what you did here is that, and I think that's great. Yeah. I think if more people led with their heart, and I think that's what you did here with all the intelligence and the vision and all that thing that you talked about and that you downplay, like, you know, you know, I got lucky and you know, I, I, I just followed my dream and all that stuff. I know you put in a lot of work and I know you planned it out and you did all those things and you know, countless hours at night. I know how that works, but what you did was you had a vision and you saw the community and you wanted that. And then you followed through on that. That's special. I mean, that's, that's the part that you give a lot of credit to other people for that. Rightfully. So you think about Tim, you think about red, you think about all those people who are a big part of the community up here that they deserve a lot of credit for that. But we all turn to you because it was originally your vision and, and that's special for me. So I, I don't think I, I, you've given me the, I'm not special speech. And I, I appreciate, I appreciate the fact that you just think that, but I think following your heart to do something that is special to the community and to think about the things that this community has done in a million ways I agree with you about skull culture. It's an amazing group. They do a lot of things. And one of the things that Aaron and I are going to do next is turn around. We need to announce that. 
about the cancer stuff. Yes. <clears throat> and so we're going to start next week. It's going to start on the Friday this drops. We're going to do where, you know, I won the Fidel mm-hmm. thing. And so when this drops, we're going to do a, the cancer. Uh, we're going to, we're going to re-raffle that. There's going to be two charities, the original charity, which I donated to and won. And everybody gets one raffle for $10, right? Yeah. So what we'll do is everybody who's already entered into it, I still have your numbers of how many times you entered. You're automatically, automatically going back into that. Um, so if you've already entered the first time you're, you're, you're going back into it. Um, you know, whenever you won, that was kind of like a blessing because we're going to add to it even more. And, uh, we're going to add another charity to that as well. Um, we're going to keep with uh, Fidel and Sarah's friends. Um, I'm, I'm, I've, I've been keeping track of that. Their number is going up. It's really cool um, yep. seeing Amen. that. It's I, I I I don't know if "cool" is the right word. It's encouraging yes. uh, to see that that number is going up. Um, we're going to do another one as well. Um, this one's kind of like a side note to it. Um, so my brother uh, actually, as the day this drops uh, tomorrow to timestamp it, he starts his first round of chemo. Um, date wise tomorrow. Um, he is going back through um, Hodgkin's lymphoma. Um, it's come back after 10 year remission. Uh, and, and he's younger. He's 23, 24, yeah, no. something like that. Um, if nobody really knows my brother, which I don't, I don't know. I don't think any of my listeners would um, star football player uh, played at Arkansas tech four year starter offensive line. I mean, he yep. was a stud. Um, got it in high school when he was a junior, um, played th- all throughout that, got the Paul Eels Award for Arkansas uh, for Outstanding Player. Um, but cancer just kind of came out of nowhere. It rocked him pretty rough. And then it's come back within the past month. I've known for a while, and, and some other things have come up. But uh, but he is the he's the head counselor at Camp Aldersgate in Little Rock. So what Camp Aldersgate got camp aldersgate does is that it's a it's a a year-round camp but they they focus a lot on summer camp for kids with certain disabilities every week it's a different thing it's just a it's a place for them to go to be with other kids that if they might have um, several palsy or some form of rare cancer it's just a place where all those kids can get together Um, so they have their own donation side as well so i talked to him um, you know, he doesn't know if it's going to get to the point where if he he needs help or whatever. But I told him I want to do something because the cigar community is just fucking amazing. Um, and just off one of our clubs that we're in, um, them alone raised almost two grand for Sarah and Fidel. So to everybody out there, um, I really appreciate it. They they appreciate it as well. Um, so, but I want to add. I wanted to Ian didn't want to take anything for him just because he's a little shit. Um, but he's, <laughs> but, <laughs> Hard his, to believe. but his heart, but his heart is, is as pre- big as yours. Pretty pure. Um, yeah. so he wants to do it for the kids, um, that he helps. And that's, I'll, I'll, I'll post, uh, we'll post it. I'll post it because I don't know what, what exactly it is, but it's camp Aldersgate And it's a, it's a really, it, it's something Sorry. that it is definitely needed. Yeah. Um, Helps tons of kids out. It's it's just a, a great. So we're, we're going to run it for. That sounds like a great charity, and I'm I, yeah. I'm not surprised with 
Ian, the little I know of him, mm-hmm. that he would focus on that. So we're going to do a raffle ticket for every ten bucks. For every ten bucks, um, we're we're dividing. We're deciding what we're doing. We're going to leave the initial prize alone. We may create a second um, prize package because we've had a bunch of people donate additional mm-hmm. stuff to throw in. We're going to throw in some stuff. Yeah. So we're deciding if there's going to be one or two. Yeah. Um, but we're going to run it for two weeks. Yeah, we're going to yeah, run it for two weeks. So the main thing is, so everybody who's already donated, you're going in automatically. Um, the main thing is if you do donate to one of the two, I just need to see, like, just screenshot it, the receipt. So just, send, just send it to me just so I can put your name in there and have a mean ticket. So every, for every 10 bucks that you donate, your name goes in there. So yep. if you do a hundred bucks, you got 10, 10 tickets in there and mm-hmm. we'll do like how we always do. Throw it in the name generator thing, push spin, where it lands is where it lands. Yep. And uh, the main, there's Ron Zacapa rum. There is a Davidoff <clears throat> or there's a, um, a Davidoff sampler in there. There's a box of uh, Ashton cigars. I mean, the main prize, I'm just going to let you know is like, just totally amazing. Yeah, it's, it's the second prize, which we're thinking about, is going to be is equally as cool. We're just Aaron and I are working those details yeah, out right now. It's, it's going to be it's going to be stuff from us, stuff from Mark. Um, we've gotten some cool stuff from uh, some of our friends out, you know, on their yeah. out there on the internet. Uh, Nigel has posted a lot of stuff. Nigel is is giving us a fuck cancer a fuck cigar, cancer cigar, which um, uh, one of his friends personally had blended for them, which is. Just one of the coolest things ever. Yeah. So, um, uh, the Don of cigars and <laughs> the Don, <laughs> the Don. Um, so you think you know boutique until you meet until you met Nigel. He's got a whole room. You in don't his know house shit of boutique. about boutique. Yeah. Plus, he's uh, one of the coolest guys you'd ever meet. Um, so we are super excited <clears throat> about that. I just wanted to throw that out. We've been sort of strategizing on that. Yeah. But I mean that uh, on the on the cigar community and that that's what makes what you built here special brandon and that's why i when you say you're not special you built something special so that makes you special but we're not going to focus on 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 that we're going to focus on what you built here which is special the community you built here is pretty remarkable you think about all the lives that this community has impacted it's pretty amazing yep it's got to be when you think about that. It's got to be at times overwhelming to think about all the all the charity work that that has come out of this group. Yeah, it's, it's mind blowing, and and I I like the way you put that. You know, certainly hadn't thought of it that way. You know, and and I, I certainly do think I, you know, went into this with with everything that I had, um, emotionally, spiritually, physically, and um, and and to see it be blessed and, and grow to something amazing has been cool to be a part of. And, um, but yeah, I mean, if you think about, I mean, we've had to raise over a hundred thousand dollars for charity through this shop. Easily. Um, I mean, we've, we've helped send people through, you know, addiction rehab and reunite people and giveaways for Christmas and kids and the food pantry. And I mean, so many things. Yeah. I mean, there's so many things that the cigar community um, has done, uh, you know, to impact their community. And I love that. I love, you know, and and the people that we tried to partner with, um, we want, you know, their community people, you know, not saying that, that, that global or national things aren't doing a great job, but for us as a community business involved in the community, 
you know, we've been really involved with, with local community uh, charities uh, right. that, that we you know, can't partner with everybody, even though we try. Um, but, but yeah, it's, it's been amazing to be a part of. So that is really cool that this place, you know, has positively impacted so many people's lives, even people that don't come in here and aren't customers, you know, right. that's not a pre- prerequisite. And, uh, and like you said, that, that was my vision and hope and it's blown me away, you know, even more so than I thought it would be. Cause I just underestimated what it could be, you know, I underestimated how far we could take it. I underestimated the relationships that would be built, the kindness and the generosity in other people's hearts. Um, you know, I, I certainly know that about me and, and want that to be, you know, an important part of my life, but I, you know, I could only do so much and you come, you know, where, how you're raised and what you come from and all those things, they, they shape what you think is possible. And then as you grow and you, you expand your, your relationships and your knowledge and, and your experiences, you realize there's a lot more possible than what you thought before. And, and I have seen that, you know, here in the last six years, which is just really cool, really cool to be a part of. And, uh, I couldn't be more thankful for the, for the, the community here and, and, and how they bless me. I mean, even more so than how they're, they're generous and loving and kind and all of that. Um, they care about me, you know, and, and to have people in your life that care about you. And it's like, you came up to see me, you know, and, and people come up there, they drive up, you know, Aaron and Mo come see me on Saturdays. I hope they're working every Saturday, bring, bring me a burrito. And <laughs> like, that's the cool stuff, you know, that's just like, eh. you know, it, it, it's not, you know, it's not a huge effort in and of itself to bring me a burrito, but for Aaron and Mo who are, in love and happy and have their own lives going to think about me and come up and, and hang out with me for a little bit. Like that's yeah. cool stuff, you know, and to have people in your life like that, um, and it really enriches it, you know, and makes it full. And, uh, so, so yeah, things are going, things are going good. I'm loving cool. life right now. Good. Well, that makes me happy to know that. <laughs> um, it is, uh, yeah, it, 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 uh, it's been cool to, uh, I, I did miss you the other day. But we got to catch up yesterday, so that was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was nice to see you behind the counter. I know you were probably not enjoying the 60-hour weeks, but it was nice to be able to drive up to Conway and know you were going to be there and be able to sit down and have a conversation with you. Because you're you're usually very busy behind the scenes, so it's kind of hard to catch you uh, when you get busy behind the scenes. So Yeah, so real quick, I'll just kind of touch on that because I know we're like dragging this out like we always do, but yep. um, <laughs> our listeners know they, yeah. we, we have long shows. Thanks for bearing with us, but um, you're spot on, on, on that. And I don't think that's me or the business at its best um, is for you to come up or people to come in the door and me not be available. That's one thing that a word uh, and a lifestyle that I'm trying to incorporate more and more that I want to be available and um, it's funny, just a thought I had, you know, we all have these thoughts and we don't act on them immediately. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to decide, you know, what the implications of this would be, but not like I have, I, I almost, I almost despise social media. You know, I, I really try to stay off of there <laughs> and stuff, but I thought about just making a post. If you need me, my phone number is this. And of course that just goes out to the people that know me pretty well. Yeah. Um, but I've read a, f- a few books recently um, or, uh, by Bob, Bob Goff and uh, 
he puts his phone number in every book that he writes and says, call me if you need me. And he says he gets hundreds of calls, hundred calls a day or hundreds of calls a week or something from random people and pretty interesting stories, but I want to be available to people and, and I'm not available when I have to work 70 or 80 hours a week. And when you come in, I'm having to worry about inventory or, you know, paying some bill that I forgot to pay or, or whatever, you know? And, and I feel like that community that we value so much is lacking. Um, if, if there's not someone spearheading that, um, and that's what I get so much fulfillment and joy out of. And when I'm not able to do that, I'm not really that happy. And the business suffers too, or the community that we're trying to create suffers. And so that's a large part of why, um, we've hired Joe and Mike, um, you know, as full-time employees, hopefully, hopefully soon. Um, I mean, they're essentially, you know, full-time now, but they both have their other jobs, but hopefully that works out to where they're, they're working here full-time and taking a lot of those responsibilities off of me. And I can, um, do the things that I really enjoy and I feel cool. bring value, you know, me ordering some cigars while important, I don't feel like brings as much value as me getting to sit down with people and have conversations and invest in their life. Um, because I think I remember starting out, that's, that's how this thing grew. You know, yeah. if somebody would sit down, we'd sit in the chair and we'd talk for an hour and yeah. now we're friends. And now we come back and we have the same conversations. And yeah, as you grow, it's tougher to continue that. But I don't ever want to get big enough to where I can't walk in and have a conversation with my friend that's sitting there. You know, yeah. that that's not my goal. Um, so so I hope that um, I can kind of transition back to that. And so great. I've had a lot. It's, you know, obviously starting out, that's a lot of work, getting people to take over some responsibility that you do, because now you're doing it twice, essentially. Um, but I think by the end of the year, I think um, the business aspect of it gets streamlined and JT, other JT, um, that handles all my financial stuff for the business um, between him and Joe and Mike and Doug, they should be able to handle the business aspects of the business. And then I can uh, enjoy, um, you know, building, building a community and being a part of it. So that'd be awesome. That'd be great. I think those are um, fabulous. I like both of those guys a lot. I think they're yeah. naturals. Yep. I mean, and Joe's already worked a few times. Like he was the one that actually like worked here the day that I got married. So everybody who Joe's could worked here could come experience to can come to my wedding and everything. Yeah. And he yeah. was like, he's like, my gift to you is working. I'm like that's. I mean, Williams. perfect. Williams full of shit. But he's a, he's a great retail guy and would is a perfect. He ha, he has good vision. Oh, Mike's a great guy. Like yeah, he he can he can see it come from a different angle. So it's well, Mike's one of my ride or die guys. Yeah. I haven't seen him. COVID's like we haven't got together, but he's one of those guys that is 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 rock solid. So well, so we haven't had an event since February. We discussed that. Um, and I did want to say, because you guys were talking about events, you guys do bet events better than anybody that I've ever done. Now, I've run events. I know how complicated they are to pull off the way you do it. You guys do an amazing job. So, you know, I'm excited for events to restart. I know it's complicated, the balance on this. But so what, do you, what yeah. are your thoughts on events? Um, when are we going to have a cool West End event coming up? What's your thoughts on this? What's 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 the holiday season going to look like for you? Yeah, that's a great question. So much uncertainty in the world right now. I know. Um, and retail is certainly at the forefront of that. 
uh, and especially a, a face-to-face uh, customer service oriented uh, retail business like cigar stores. Um, but, but for right now, um, so, so far this year, um, our first event uh, is scheduled for the middle of December. Uh, and that's with our good friend, Steve uh, at Ashton. And so we, in place of events, we are trying to, you know, everybody's trying to adapt and change. And you guys yep. know, everybody's now a zoom master and, um, whatever yep. other things that we do. Um, but, but so we're doing, we've done a couple of zoom things or, or virtual events, which you guys do, you know, um, in the cigar community, but we're also doing a couple of those things. So we've got a, uh, a virtual event coming up with Drew estate. Um, nice. So those are reserved for very few uh, is the words that, that they told me um, DDRP or the drew diplomat accounts um, to try to get those um, scheduled. And so I like immediately replied, said, yes. Um, he said, uh, good. So, so we got in on, on that one, which will be cool. Cause we'll get one of the principals from Drew estate, like Willie Herrera or someone, nice. um, one of the big names to, to be there with us. And, uh, we'll do a virtual event. We'll do specials on their cigars. Um, right now we're doing a Perdomo event, um, or, um, specials on Perdomo cigars. And we're going to raffle off a cool, uh, 30 count box of the ESV, which is the estate selection vintage from Perdomo, which comes from their Finca Natalie, which is their newest field. Um, this is, um, you know, their very best tobaccos top, top 3% of their tobacco goes into that cigar. You're going to get 10 Connecticut, 10 sun grown, 10 Maduros in a cool box. Um, that one with the, the slide out. Yeah. Yeah. They like flip like, like the accordion. Oh, box. I got like, that. Uh, that was a slide out box. And so we're raffling one of those off and then we've got the, the ashtray. So every box you buy, you're going to get a pack of cigars and uh, one of the cool, I mean, they're really nice ashtrays. If you haven't seen it, you probably, if you're a Perdomo fan, you've seen these ashtrays. They've been, they've been uh, selling them on their website, and now they've made them available to brick-and-mortar stores. Um, and so we're running a special where if you buy a box of Perdomos, you get one of those cool uh, black and gold ashtrays and um, a pack of cigars. And you get raffle tickets for the uh, box of cigars and ashtray that we're going to raffle off. So we're doing that for the next couple of weeks. And then we're going to do the Drew Estate thing. Uh, then we're going to do our deal with Steve, where we're going to raffle off a Traeger pellet grill, which is, you know, every time you do one of these things, it's like, what is cool and hot now? And the Traeger, maybe I'm a little late, but I still think they're pretty popular. They're huge. And, and pretty cool. I don't you know? think anybody will turn down a Traeger yeah. drill. Well, you know, new- back when it was Yeti, that was the thing. Everybody yeah, yeah. was raffling off Yeti yeah. stuff. Yeah. Before that, it was TVs and anyway. Now the new generation of TVs. Traeger grills they released last year. I got the previous generation. The new generation is fire. It's amazing. Is it? Tra- I've had a Traeger grill now for three years, and they are awesome. Can employees win it? Nope. No. Ah, damn. Now, one no. of us can. <laughs> yeah. I'm just pointing out one of us could win that. <laughs> the, last, um, the last thing you want, I bought. So Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, on the other hand, could, I could bring a Traeger grill home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, put it right next to your other one. Right. Um, but that's a cool thing. And I'm hoping somebody wins that doesn't want it so I can buy it back because I don't actually have one. Um, I've always wanted one. Um, yeah. But so that's cool. So and versatile. We partnered up with Ashton to do that. They're great. Last year, you know, we did, we partnered up with them and gave away the fishing trip, um, uh, the weekend trip. Uh, yeah, that was nice. Uh, down to Washita and a guided fishing trip. So that was cool. This year we decided um, travel 
things are weird and and up in the air so we decided that we'd get a trigger grill and raffle that off stay at home and grill yep so we're doing that and uh, of course we'll do specials on their cigars as well so you know you'll buy cigars you'll get cigars you'll get swag but you also get raffle tickets uh for the grill so those are the next three three big things um we've got and and we are hoping that the ashton event will be we'll be able to do um uh, an in-person thing we're thinking about doing that in conway um, just because we have an outdoor patio, it's a standalone building. We have a huge parking lot. We have that's the right. That's a good spot for over it. four thousand square feet. That place is built for events. Yeah, so people can spread out and 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 um, you know we can we can do it there, and uh, people can stay outside or they can just um, come take advantage of the deals if they want. So, um, depending on how things go between now and then, that's the plan. Uh, certainly, if if we can't do it. You know, we'll still raffle off the grill and and do all the specials. We just won't have a an in person event. But that's sure. the it's wild to think about six months ago or whatever when we were talking about when would we do events. The only one that we planned out was December because mm-hmm. you just didn't know. And now we're here and we're like, I don't know if that one's going to happen. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, just a, it's, it's just been a wild time. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, because our our six year anniversary has come and gone, so our seven year anniversary is going to be fucking huge mm-hmm. yeah i tell you what but you talk about three events the perdomo thing is a really nice thing but thinking about the, the drew estate drew. the virtual one the drew estate events are always and those raffles with yeah. the, their swag is always we, like we, we said killer. we already know a few people that's going to want some the, that the uh, leather bag the, and the stuff drew like estate that. swag is always yeah. the best and we're giving away a weber grill the drew estate um raffle prize is the weber grill wow because the Drew Estate swag is 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 some of the best. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's just always the, the humidor is awesome, very unique. Yeah. It's always really cool, and and their 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 events are always really good. Steve knows how to do events. Obviously, he you know he was a big he's a big learned party. from the best, right? He learned from you. So, um, so everybody, I I've missed working the register on events because I'm the best at that. Like. I love working register at events because I was. I feel like yeah. I should ask Brandon if that you're no, very good at. It. No, is that actually fact, factually I, accurate? I, I yeah. think you'll say that. No, you do a great job. Yeah. Absolutely. I love I love working the register at events. It was you know fast paced. You guys work the register very good, tough. but the way you set it up and everything flows, and mm-hmm. it's always such a great time, friendly time. So it is. It's it's wild card madness at those when those events kick off. Certain ones where you know there's twenty thirty people like ready to go. They get Mm -hmm. here early. Mm -hmm. They want to take advantage of the deals. You know, by the time whoever gets here, that's facilitating that deal from the company, you know, we've already got 10 boxes ready to go or or Mm -hmm. whatever. And yeah, you really gotta, you gotta hit that rush and get through it. And then it usually will level out unless it's a big event, you know, comes in waves and, you know, when we did the Drew estate thing, there was no, there was no, no there was no dull moment. When when Nick Perdomo was here, there was no dull moment. Yeah. Um, so I like, I like events though, where the, uh, where the cigars have barcodes though. Absolutely, <laughs> those are those are those are thankfully almost everyone now. Uh huh. Um, yeah, is is doing barcodes. Still, a couple of holdouts. There's a few. I'm not going to name you out right here, but <laughs> a couple of holdouts. Um, but the main thing on on some of those is if you're not putting cellophane on your cigars, then it's impossible to put a barcode. Not impossible, but it's tough. Yeah, to put a barcode and and you know it is what it is. Unless yeah. you do a huge. Uh, huge uh, uh you know band on band it yeah. on it yeah. mm-hmm. so i don't have a question for tonight but i want to end another another way okay i want to call the boys okay 
And uh, I have a I have a I have, I have two questions I want to ask them, which is one is, um, like what they enjoy most about a brick and mortar because we've talked about what we enjoy about a brick and mortar. And then another question. So let me. Uh, so is the other question a surprise? Is the other question? Be- yeah, it's something stupid. It's nothing. Okay. So unless you. So what we do? We have another sh- friend show that has a podcast. They do a segment called "Ask the Boys," where you call in, you just leave a voicemail, and then they listen to it live on their show and they just, they answer it. Love it. So what do we think of that? <laughs> I know it's just uh, like everybody steals from everybody. And I've, I've said before, like this is what I would, I would steal yep. uh, from them. And they've said they would steal our million dollars, but why would they steal that? They love it. Well, you, you gotta <laughs> know the, likes million dollars, but you gotta know the show. <laughs> So I'm just kidding. I, I, I like it. Sometimes it just went too long. <laughs> and sometimes it's just too way out there. All right. Hello, my brothers and sisters in smoke. You've reached the ask the boys line for the cigar pulpit. Leave your question for the boys and they'll be sure to answer it in an upcoming episode. Thank you and have a blessed and smoky day. What's up, lads? This is Aaron. And this is Mark. From The Straight Cut. And we're sitting with our owner of our shop, Weston Cigars, while we celebrate our six-year anniversary um, with him. So while we're sitting here, I actually had a question I want to ask you. We were reminiscing about what makes a shop so great. So I want to get from your point of view, what do you like so much about the cigar shop? Um, What is it that stands out that you just resonate to and just you know, in general, just what makes a cigar shop so special uh, to both of you? Yep. Um, do you have a, a question for him? Uh, what is the greatest first rock and roll album that a band has ever released? That's a good one. And then I guess I'll end of uh, what is the best deli sandwich? Oh, nice. Uh, <laughs> all right. We'll talk to y'all later. <laughs> So what's the Nicely best deli played. sandwich? Here we go. Now we get the answer. Uh, the best deli sandwich? Um, pastrami on rye. I think it's a Reuben, so I guess we're close. I, I'm, yeah, I'd go Reuben, too. So A big New York deli Reuben oh, with a yeah, lot of the yeah. hot mustard. Or, or Dagwood. Mm-hmm. I'm not a Dagwood fan. Good old Dagwood? Dagwood or a, no, it's a, it's a Reuben. What's your, what's your villain? Pumpernickel. Like I, I'm, a, I, I'm a big pumper. I, I, I grew up like where when everybody else at school, like in grade school, was taking like peanut butter and jelly. My dad was giving me roast beef and pumpernickel. Oh, I love pumpernickel. <laughs> like, John, you know, John works Monday Tuesdays at the Conway store. Uh huh. He brings a pumpernickel sandwich. It was pumpernickel bread. Yeah. I, I, what do you normally put roast beef in there? That's what I grew up with. Was roast beef, corn so beef. My, yeah, corn beef. That's what he puts in it. It's like every day. <laughs> that's that's a good sandwich. He got us thinking. Uh, Pumpernickel sandwich in with fact, uh, Swiss cheese and hot mustard. His, then, yeah. his, his wife is a really good cook, uh-huh. and she's from Louisiana. And uh, mm. so he started now bringing leftovers, and we heat it up and eat it, and we talk about how they make it. And I don't, I don't, I don't cook much. Um, thankfully, my wife handles that for us, but it's fun to to talk about, and I act like I'm I'm going to try it sometime, but then I forget by the time he's talking talk, talking about making a roux and i'm like i don't know, oh, lost yeah. me already you know i don't know how to do that yeah but it's good it's good i bet i need to get one of the sandwiches i love i love that all right well we appreciate you coming on and you know talking about 
reminiscing about the past six years and yep. what the future holds and everything like that. Um, yeah. So we will, I'll, I'll post, uh, you know, after this episode drops about the, the giveaway that we're yep. uh, continuing on and the, the two, um, you know, the, the links where you can donate to, yep. um, appreciate everybody who's already done that. Uh, appreciate everybody who will do that as well. It means a lot to both of us, you know, um, uh, helping out some dear friends of ours and, you know, and, and helping and doing something that my brother, uh, is involved with it. And, yep. and I appreciate it. Um, and the prizes are <clears throat> exceptionally badass. They are it, another one of those things where it's like, Oh man, I wish I could win it, but, uh, yeah. you know, I'm glad you won so we could, you know, uh, just pay, pay it forward, pay it forward and, yeah. add, and add to it. And thanks to everybody who has donated to make the pot even bigger. Um, thanks to Brandon too, because I know a lot of the stuff came from West end. Yep. Um, so that's, all. I, 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 I didn't even know question. if you knew that Mark won and we were just <laughs> mm-hmm. paying it forward. So yeah, um, somebody t- told me that I'm assuming cause I talked to Mark about it. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know if you told me originally that he won and was passing it, or if I just saw it on the you might you might have web been on the uh, yeah we posted on the straight cut yeah. socials yeah, so. yeah. I'm always uh, on the socials uh, yeah oh. <laughs> I'm scouring the socials all the time I was on the socials <laughs> all right well uh, thanks to everybody out there um, we will see everybody next week be the good later. Bye.